0: Wee-oo, I look just like Buddy Holly. Ooh-ooh, and you're Mary Tyler.
1: I don't want to see an ordinary film.
0: I want to see something extraordinary. Your sacrifice completes my sanctuary of 1,000 testicles. You ever feel as if your mind had started to erode? What? What? Let's rock indeed, and this time we're going to rock around the clock. This is 1,000 Wives of Weird, the podcast for weird movies. I'm Brad Hefner, and with me as always... Ian Kiefer. And this week we are talking about a forgotten (laughs) cult... An almost-ran-for-the-cult classic compendium Six-String Samurai. So Six-String Samurai is... It's a post-apocalyptic action comedy... Musical... Kind of. It's a little bit of a musical. <laughs> there, there are definitely musical elements. It's weird. But a man with no name yep. who is called Buddy mm-hmm. and looks like Buddy Holly <laughs> is on his way to Las Vegas yes. to claim the throne of king from yes. the king, Elvis Presley, yep. who has passed on. And he has the world's worst movie child. <laughs> <laughs> Not since the Babadook. I as their, the Babadook? <laughs> The Babadook. At least that kid was meant to be annoying. Oh, was he? Yes. You're um, supposed to be autistic, I believe, and Aww. just like it was about a mother dealing with okay. a very autistic child. Uh, this kid's just annoying as oh hell. Oh my god! Uh, and on his way to Las Vegas, he is per- he is pursued by death, aka just someone cosplaying as Slash. I slash. Yep. So we'll get into a little bit about my history with this movie. Yeah. But before we get into it. Ian, would you recommend Six String Samurai?
1: Uh, I can't say I would. As Brad just explained, the premise is so cool. I was so hyped when Brad said he was bringing this on the podcast. I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. I um, I told Brad I used to dress like Buddy Holly. <laughs> That's right. You did tell me that. I've seen you Slash. You still
0: have a little bit of
1: the uh, do, Buddy with with the Holly glasses. glasses. Yeah. yeah. I've seen Slash in concert. I was like, this is like the movie made for me. <laughs> Oh, my God, was I disappointed. And
0: also, if you really love rockabilly music.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's actually one of the things I like about it. Okay. But um, I would say, oh, I want to recommend it just because, like... It's so interesting.
0: You're never going to see another Buddy Holly in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. It's true. Uh, and he has a samurai sword. He's slicing up fools. But
1: oh my god, is it boring. <laughs> like, I think it'd be fun. I don't think watching it on your own is a good idea. I think if you get a couple friends, maybe some marijuana's is used, <laughs> drinking, whatever. Just something that you're under the
0: influence. And yeah. then it might
1: be good. <laughs> so put that on the cover. <laughs> Brad, would you recommend Six-String Samurai?
0: I would. Uh, When I watched this the first time, I was pretty big on it. Like, there are a lot of things that don't work for me. But one, I think the action is pretty good. It definitely needs some Lone Wolf and Cub style blood fountains. Like, it's very bloodless. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. again, this kid is terrible. I cannot stress how much this kid is the worst. But it really squanders a lot of its potential. Yes. Mostly through its writing. We'll get into it, but... I think it's worth watching just because you're never going to see something like this. True. Uh, if you really love rockabilly music, there's a ton of it. There you're gonna, is. You're going to choke on the rockabilly music. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Falcon does a decent man with no name slash Buddy Holly thing.
1: Yes. He does It does a good impression, which we'll talk about, but I
0: don't understand why he does that impression. But <laughs> We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, but this is not like a mind blower. No. And... Uh, So now I'll sort of get into my history with this movie. I've I've talked on the podcast before about how in my early days of my hunt for, like, different movies, weird movies, crazy stuff, Amazon was a huge, it was like the belt. There was a ton to hunt because they would have these things called list mania, and so you want to, which were, like, people could compile their own lists of, like, hey, here's a bunch of cult movies. Here's a bunch of crazy movies. Hey, you like Fight Club? Here's other things you should check out.
1: It's like Letterboxd before it was Letterboxd. Almost. Yeah,
0: and I think the big reason they did away with it was moderation. Yeah. Like, uh, no one wanted to troll through these lists and like get rid of, like, so you want to kill the blacks. Jesus. Here's the Turner Diaries. <laughs> I think that was it, but uh, it was a great way to discover a lot of stuff, which mm-hmm. I did. One of the recurring cult movies that... I saw back in the early 2000s was Six String Samurai. Hmm. And then the movie sort of just disappeared from Mm. the consciousness. But it always stuck with me because it was like, uh, I didn't know what it was about. I just remember the cover of this Buddy Holly looking dude with a samurai sword in the desert. It it was definitely a contender for a modern cult classic. On Letterboxd, someone compared it to, like it didn't have the lasting power of Boondock Saints. No. Now, I would say I would watch Six String Samurai a hundred times over before I watch Boondock Saints again. Fair. Boondock Saints is mine, but it's
1: it's it, the only thing that's really good in it. I think is Willem Dafoe's performance. Of course, because
0: Willem, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. this movie has always intrigued me, and it wasn't until last year that I finally was like, I need to hunt down this movie from my child, this weird movie from my childhood. And it, it's it's weird to think about all the almost ran cult classics like. Mm-hmm. And they're hard to find these days because you sort of need to be in the moment. Absolutely. Where it's like, this thing is making some sort of splash, but then it just goes away. Like, I almost, it's hard to think of other ones because the only ones we remember are the ones that actually made that splash. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean, another plus for the movie as well is you can watch this on YouTube. Um, yes, you for, can. And it's in a great quality. It's not filmed off the TV. It's It looks like the channel like actually looks like it uploads a lot of movies and stuff.
0: Yeah, it looks like it... it well, it says official in the title. It does, yeah. Um, Which um, is
1: awesome. Like I mean, it's so hard to find movies. Even if it's not the best movie, it's just cool to be able to yeah. watch something like that for free.
0: And boutique label Vinegar Syndrome has released a <laughs> very expensive... Very. copy of this movie now
1: the cover on that looks incredible oh it's great All right you ready to go into background and yeah film? let's
0: get into background
1: so it's directed by a guy called lance mungia
0: I yes have no idea
1: if i'm saying that correctly
0: I, I, lake mungo
1: yeah and do you know what else lake mungo directed
0: uh one of the crow sequels i was like the crow but not the one you're no, thinking not,
1: of not not the movie and it's not crow two Nope. And it's not crow three It's Crow 4.
0: Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, And that's literally all I can find on Wikipedia about him. Yeah. It was written by him and Jeffrey Falcon.
0: Who stars as Buddy. He plays
1: Buddy. He's also a martial arts actor. He... Uh, This is, like, the only thing he's ever done,
0: too. Yeah, which is a little unfortunate, because I think he has a good presence. Like, he has some martial arts chops. I
1: think we disagree on that one. That's (laughs) fine.
0: That's fine.
1: I thought, as you said about the action, we'll get into it. I thought the action was laughably bad. It can be. Like, I thought it all looked fake. Like, I didn't think anything actually looked like it hit, like, in real life. Like, it all looked like...
0: Here's, here's uh, originally I was going to bring this movie on with Billy. Okay. Uh, and Billy and I went through the whole Lone Wolf and Cub series. Okay. This is sort of, one, this was made on a budget of $1 million.
1: That is true, yeah.
0: So yeah, they didn't have a lot to work with. Mm. But there is, especially in older samurai movies... It's sort of just like I'm gonna brush you with my sword, oh, okay. and you're dead.
1: Okay, so I didn't know that. I thought it was that they weren't trying, like that they were like that they were afraid to hit people and stuff. Like it's
0: probably also that, yeah. But it's also like that's just sort of old samurai choreography, okay? Because it's hard to in special effects, like it's easy to fire a gun in one Absolutely, shot yeah. and then have a squib go off in another. It's harder to. Slash someone across the belly and then have like an effect:
1: that's true yeah yeah okay that makes more sense maybe I would have liked it more knowing that going into it um but like you said, I saw two million a million somewhere in between there the budget it made around 150k so
0: yeah not I mean huge. it's a hard sell it's a very I don't hard know sell. who the, who they were expecting the audience for this to be yeah uh, people like Weezer fans well, when like, did you say it came out 98
1: I was gonna say because like it seems like it's a mix between like we said the good, bad, the ugly with the man with no name and like Mad Max, something like post-apocalyptic. But that would have been pretty past when the post-apocalyptic genre was really a big thing. It
0: is also very much Lone Wolf and Cub. Okay, which I didn't know. I Lone know Lone you're Wolf. not yeah. familiar with, but Lone Wolf and Cub is a series of six movies from Japan in the early '70s about renegade samurai, a samurai who leaves the shogun. He was the executioner, okay. and he travels around with his toddler child oh wow um and they they work for hire and they just like fuck fools up
1: so it is a lot like okay yes that makes a lot more sense than going into it and stuff so all right that's about all the background info i could
0: find okay there's that's, not much that's fine we begin with footage of atomic bomb explosions then we get us then we get a crawl that tells us that in 1957 the bomb dropped yep and russia took over america Except for one stronghold, Las Vegas, where Elvis was king. Yes. But after 40 years, so now we're in 1997, mm-hmm. Elvis died. And was that 40 years of living, 40 years of ruling... Unclear. I thought ruling, but yeah, it doesn't make sense. And one of my biggest problems—the internal logic in this movie—is oh, fucked.
1: Yeah, I don't even try to logic this it's, movie because it's
0: the most frustrating. One of the most frustrating things. Can
1: for me. you imagine you have control over the entire
0: world, but you can't get that one city and everything? Elvis is too rockin. Well, what he's is just, he? <laughs> he's eating his peanut butter and nanner sandwiches. And he's just too powerful. So
1: like you said, there's a lot of music
0: relations in the movie and everything. Yeah. We'll learn about Buddy Holly. We'll learn about
1: Slash. Like you've already brought all that up and everything Is Elvis is king before Buddy. And Buddy is supposed to, The big metaphor of the movie is Buddy is bringing rock and roll music to people and everything. Because that's what I was reading about the director wanted to yeah. metaphorize that. And that's fine. But why would you pick Elvis? Elvis, because Buddy Holly is so famous as being before Elvis and everything, and it's like. Well,
0: I was reading a little bit about Buddy Holly, just like the barest bones before yeah. I came. I believe Buddy Holly opened for Elvis a little bit, and mm. at first, uh, he and the Crickets were playing like sort of country western. Yeah, and then they were like, "Oh, let's get on this rock and roll train."
1: Yeah, well, because Buddy Holly's big hits, as uh, just me trying to remember, like every thing, day, of course, it's was like day. late fifth. 50- Maybe in the like early 50s, maybe even late 40s and everything, and Elvis was a lot more 50s and later. I feel like Buddy Holly was probably more popular before Elvis, but maybe he did open and stuff when Elvis became big. But it's like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you could have picked someone more.
0: Well, Buddy Holly's so iconic. True. Like, you can just do the glasses and the suit, and you can be, like, your buddy... Like, if you needed a quick Halloween costume... Buddy Holly. Yeah. Buddy Holly, yeah. Absolutely, and I don't have a problem with Buddy Holly. I'm saying
1: I don't know why they pick Elvis. I guess because it's the king He's the king. Everything. He's the king. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just me being a music snob and annoyed, I guess. It, it's fine. But, yeah, so, all right.
0: And now every warrior musician, which yep. I love this concept of, like, not only are they musicians, they're also... Warriors are Which also be killers. cool
1: if it did, did something with that premise, but yes. They're
0: headed to Las Vegas to claim the throne, and this includes death. Yes. Also known as Top Hat, uh, because again, as we mentioned before, he's just Slash with a Halloween skull mask.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they don't use the term Slash, because it can't be someone with rights because they use Buddy.
0: Well, b- but he never calls himself Buddy. That's true. It's a man with no name thing. I that know you're not true. big into westerns. I don't know No, if you're I've, ever, seen,
1: I've seen them. Sergio Leones.
0: But he never introduces himself as anything. It's always people calling him something. Okay. Joe, Blondie, Monco, something like that. That's true. So Buddy is just like, hey, Buddy.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I never, okay. I didn't read as that, but yeah.
0: Next, we hear a disc jockey announcing that Las Vegas needs a hero. Yeah. And this disc jockey is called Werewolf. And he is a takeoff of Wolfman Jack. Absolutely. And if you are under the age of 80, Wolfman Jack sounded like this. Oh, you got to clap for the Wolfman. He he was in the new Weird Al doc. Was he? Yeah. Is he still alive?
1: No, not that. I meant the character. Not the Not You've you seen the weird, the weird. That's not a story?
0: documentary. No, well, it's you a, called it a doc.
1: It's a comedy documentary. It's a. But everything. It's, it's a, it's a biopic. biopic. That's what I was trying to think of. Okay. A fa- I got words confused. Yes. But yeah, he uh, played by Jack Black in that,
0: and that. Yeah. Very distinctive voice. Yes. Go listen to the Guess who's clap for the Wolfman. Yeah. Uh, great song. But this DJ clearly inspired the character of Three Dog from Fallout Three. Never played, but it's okay. But basically, there's. This DJ who, Mm -hmm. as your character, goes through the wasteland. He's, like, uh, talking about their exploits and, like, what's going on Ah. in the wasteland. So it seems like this was a clear lineage. I think this movie borrowed a lot from the previous fallouts and then this influenced yes. fallout 3
1: there is an interesting thing i found out that um there's a fallout maybe four one of the fallouts and everything there's a like costume or there's a perk you can get called samurai and the picture of it is the character on the cover of oh Buddy that's Holly cool and everything so so there is a little bit of that and everything and i think there's a town in the movie there's called a fallout. town later
0: called fallout yeah, yeah. so uh, we,
1: before that and everything can we talk about how awesome the name lost vegas is sure i love I, that's like I I didn't
0: think it was that clever, but... I thought it was awesome, and it's like, because it's the
1: loss, you know, it's the loss of the king and everything. I I really liked it. See,
0: if the internal logic of the movie were better, I could see, like, oh, the mutation after 40 years, it's not Las Vegas anymore, it's Las Vegas. But there, as we're going to get into in depth... There is no internal logic to this movie. No,
1: there isn't. But I thought the name was cute.
0: It is cute. I gotta it is give it cute. its flowers when it has it. Sure. We cut to a wheat field where a mother chases her child, David. That's the last we're ever gonna hear that name.
1: That's his name?
0: Yeah. She's I going,
1: David! I don't know. David! I had no
0: idea that was his name. <laughs> but she is cut down by arrows. And from out of the yes. wheat comes Buddy. Buddy. And Ooh. Buddy is dressed like Buddy Holly, and he wields a sword that is all taped up on the hilt. Yeah. And he carries a guitar, and he dispatches the killers with ease.
1: So, uh, I did think the interesting thing with, like, the sword and everything was the tape around it. And yeah. I thought it could have been because also, like, Buddy, it's also kind of like a nerd character. Buddy Holly's kind of seen as, you talk about the Weezer song and everything, yeah. but, like, the tape around the glasses and everything. I don't know if it was a nod to that, but that's kind of what I... I
0: think it was just, I what I interpreted it as was, like, it's so post-apocalyptic, like... He couldn't find an like a intact samurai sword, yes. or he just like crafted a blade somehow, and there wasn't material for the hilt, so he just wrapped it up in tape. So when you say post-buckled, that's where I was so excited with the movie and everything. And I feel
1: like be so cool if these towns they go to, like I was expecting, you know, like th- it's so music related that like buildings would be made out of music supplies, and there would be like other music. There are some of that and everything, yeah. But a lot of it's just like looks like it's out in the old west and everything.
0: Well, that's. Sort of part of post apocalyptic stuff is, it it's, is it's a new frontier, like everything's savage like the old West was. I, I love post apocalyptic stuff. Yeah. The so Road. The Road, uh again, Fallout One and Two were my childhood. Uh stuff like that. So I'm I really dig that part of this movie.
1: Yeah, I think the aesthetic's cool. I just kind of I guess maybe I'm going more steampunk than I am with post apocalyptic, but I just gotcha. think like things made out of other things could have been a cool idea. Yeah. And my biggest I don't want to say fault, but everything is. I think it'd be so cool if Buddy, his guitar and everything, that was his sword. That would be cool. And like, cause then the th- the the the, I, the arm that comes out, I don't know what the thing's called. What's the thing called that comes out of the guitar where you the put neck? the strings? Is that the neck? Yeah, yeah. The neck had like a sword on it and everything, and he fights with that. I'm like that mm. would have been cool.
0: That would have been cool. That is also a horribly balanced sword.
1: Oh, absolutely. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's but, weird that he has a guitar and a sword.
0: Yeah. I I like it because later we're going to get, like, he's doing a bit of both. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know. Again, it's terribly balanced. It didn't bother me. Okay. Also, Lance Mungia. Yep. Aside from The Crow, Wicked Prayer a.k.a. Crow 4, mm. he did the music video for Tal Bachman's She's So High, which, <laughs> did if, he really? which if you're my age, you remember She's So High. I ah, know that song, yeah. Really? How oh. the fuck do you know that song?
1: I used to listen to only, like, 70s, 80s, and 90s music. Okay.
0: <laughs> I, did. I did. That <laughs> was a 90s song. Yeah. She's so oh, high. I... Um, also, Jeffrey Falcon did some work in Hong Kong, like mm-hmm. which yep. is where if you don't like – the safety standards of America, yeah. you go to Hong Kong where they'll just hit you. Absolutely. He did some Cynthia Rothrock movies, Cynthia Rothrock, OG. I wrote that it was nice to see that young Anakin is getting work again. Oh my God, we'll get into it. It Hold looks on. like Jake Lloyd Wright. It, well, his, his name is not Jake Lloyd Wright, it's just Jake not, Lloyd. Is it just Jake Lloyd? It's just Jake Lloyd. Why did I add Wright? I don't know. I don't know. Frank Lloyd Wright. I think that's why. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> also, Stalking the Rose is Death. Who, yes. as I said, is slashed with a Halloween mask. Buddy opens his awesome ragged umbrella. I love yes. this. I love this. The and umbrella's it, cool. And it's Shades of El Topo. I don't know if you've seen El Topo yet. By uh, Hodorowski. Yeah. I've
1: seen bits. I need to see the whole movie. But... I
0: this has to have been a reference to that. Yeah. And he begins to walk away right in front of the kid who gets sight of the blood on Buddy's blade. Mm. And the kid Here we go <sighs> makes one of the first of his many annoying <sighs> Grunts, yells, I moans—I don't even know <laughs> what it is. <laughs> and we're not. I'm going to say this right now. We, as, when I first watched this, I assumed the kid had some sort of disability. Oh, I didn't think that, but yeah, he does not. He no. can talk. No, no. We're going no, to no. find out about halfway through this movie. He can talk. He just decided. Choices were made. Yeah, by, and I
1: definitely, we're not yelling, we're not making fun of the kid and everything. It, because, like, again, it's not, the kid wasn't like, you know what I'm going to do for this
0: movie? Uh, character choice. I'm
1: going to do, no, it's obviously Lance and Jeffrey that chose for them was, to do that. Which
0: was, this was actually supposed to be part of a trilogy. Yes. This is supposed to be the first in a trilogy. Thank God it wasn't. And, like, just everything they could do to scuttle yeah. that plan. Because this kid is terrible.
1: And I mean, even if I know how bad the moans are, and they are bad. They are one They're one of the worst They're So things, annoying. But I would have rather him done that the entire movie because it pisses me off so much when he talks. I'm like, if you could talk this entire time I just have him be silent. Just have or him be have completely be silent. silent. Yeah.
0: That's the best thing about the Lone Wolf and Cub movies is Ogami's son Daigoro does not talk. Yeah. No, he he's just a cute little kid and sometimes he helps his dad murder people. Oh. And it's great. It's fucking great, it and that's that's the key to those movies.
1: Um, there um, was a thing after a Buddy fights and everything. He pushes up his glasses, which I love does that, that a little lot. detail. I love it.
0: But yeah, this kid is played by Justin McGuire, who surprisingly went on to do nothing else. Really? Yeah. Oh, someone's someone's running into the studio right now. It's like, hello, hello, Tog, Tog, it's me, Albert. Albert from <laughs> the Suspiria <laughs> episode Suspiria. is like, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to tell you that I was almost in Six-String Samurai. Were you? I was the understudy. For the kid or for... For the th- kid. Ooh. But I talked too much. They wanted groans. I'm like... No, the child should be chatty. <laughs> what was your audition? Um, I did uh, something from uh, I Hate Hamlet. Ooh, yeah. They they did not like that. No. No, they wanted me to go. Ah, ah. I'm like that's not Albert. One, I'm 30 years old at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm still in my childhood later, Hosen. I'm still in it right now, as you can see. <laughs> But, you know, uh, they did not like that I was, one, not a child. Mm. And, two, that I just want to talk. I want to tell my... I was very... Uh, i I just seen Henry Rollins do his spoken word art. And I was like, that is what I should do for Six String Samurai.
1: <laughs> well, I'm so sad you weren't in it.
0: I, it's terrible. You would have been it's better. It's terrible. I would have been better. And I would have played my ukulele, mm. which is rock and roll. Yeah. That's what we Germans call rock and roll is the ukulele. Ukulele. So, it's so twangy.
1: You're like that Colleen Ballinger video.
0: Yes. Have yes. you watched that? Miranda sings, I <laughs> love her she when I was a she when you were a captain she me. Yes, she, reached out. <laughs> she she sent me some undergarments. Did she ask you for pics? She, uh, she asked me for pecs and I posed. Ooh. I did a lot of muscle work and she said I was too old because, again, I'm like 30 now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah you're no, way too old we're for we're her. We're very now. close. We're very close. Yeah. Did um, you watch The Apology? Uh, personally, no, I didn't. No, not. I meant as Albert. <laughs> as Albert? No, as Albert, I, I don't like YouTube. Okay. I don't like YouTube. You didn't miss anything. I, I I heard it was like eight minutes long.
1: Yeah, we'll watch it later.
0: Okay, I can't wait to watch this thing. That I... YouTube, it's not German enough. No? In German, it would be called WeTube. <laughs> Is Germany your comrades now? Yes, yes. It's like the Volkswagen, the people's wagon.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm just going to hang around. Okay. I'm going to steal some silverware. there. And, you know, I'll tell about some of my stories from the set of when I was... So you were there still? Uh, yeah. Oh, I hung around. What'd you I hung do? Around. I was the understudy. They said I was second oh, you're choice. Oh, you are understudy. Okay. So if the kid got, like, heat stroke and died... Yeah. ...then I would eat him and I would absorb Ooh. his power and I would become a David. David. Oh yes. My. I forgot his name already. Oh, it's so integral to the plot. I <laughs> created a whole character history... But, uh, all right. I uh, was just... Jeffrey... Oh, okay. Okay. That's we'll later. So Buddy tells him to just flutter away, little butterfly. Flutter yeah. away. He's got to get to Vegas, and the wastelands ain't no place for kids. But, of course, the kid falls after, going... Falls Buddy into a canyon. Uh, the kid puts on a, a coonskin cap. He does. An old Davy Crockett David raccoon Crockett. skin cap, very 50s. He also writes, Buddy Holly puts a line in the sand. Puts a line in the sand. And says, if you cross
1: this, I'll kill
0: you? <laughs> no, he says, I'll cut your teddy bear in half. Oh, okay. Because has teddy a teddy tip, bear. And this is also, I believe, a reference to El Topo. I can't remember. It's been a bit. But the kid in El Topo at least buries a picture of his mother. He might also bury his childhood teddy bear.
1: I remember the mother,
0: but I don't yeah. remember. The, yeah. And the last kid that crossed that line, Buddy had to summon the spinach Monster. Monster. With his rock and roll magic. Yeah. And I'm not making that line up. He no. says with his rock and roll magic. Yes, he does. The spinach monster pulled him underground to make him eat spinach. And now here's a here's already the logic is starting to fall apart. Yep. Uh, would this kid know what spinach is? And also living in an apocalyptic wasteland. How are they growing? <laughs> wouldn't he just be glad for food? Yeah, that's true, I guess. Like I, I if I were living in a literal wasteland. Well, they were in a wheat field. They so were. Presumably they might have bread. Things can
1: grow, yeah.
0: But wouldn't he just be happy like, um, yeah, just give me the food.
1: Is he going to eat the monster? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the kid covers up the line and follows after. Yep. Buddy walking through the desert and he has his Buddy Holly drip and his sword and his umbrella. It's very cool. It is. It's, it's super cool. Should we talk about Jeffrey
1: Falcon here? This is a good place to... Sure. Like,
0: yeah, his aesthetic is very cool
1: and I think... I liked what he was doing first with his voice and his like how he says like float away butterfly. Yeah. It's like that's cool. But I also think it would have just been so interesting if you did the full Buddy Holly thing, where either like an impression of Buddy Holly or something well, more. Well, do like... your Buddy Holly.
0: What does Buddy Holly sound like? What 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 is? Oh, I don't know. No one knows. That's well, the thing. Like no. One... Oh, there's
1: interviews. I'm sure. I'm
0: sure, but they're not gonna like call anything up to like no one's gonna be like. Buddy Holly. No, but I think it would have been really cool cuz like I read the whole thing is it's a martial arts movie
1: but it's like a nerd doing the martial arts. Yeah. The whole Buddy Holly aesthetic. I feel like if you had like a nerdy personality where you were like, "Oh, well, actually," and everything like that kind of thing could have been really cuz it's just such a contrast between this nitty-gritty apocalypse
0: western or and everything yeah. and you have, "Oh,
1: well, I'm here to save the day," and everything and I can fight but it's, eh, I don't know.
0: See, I liked I liked his... Do you his, like his... His stoicness. Best
1: Clint Eastwood impression? Yeah.
0: Yeah. His, like, what if Buddy Holly were just the man with no name? Yeah. My problem comes with his dumb quips. Mm-hmm. My problem comes oh, a lot awful. with the comedy aspect of this action comedy. They should have played it straight. Yeah. And the comedy should have come from the weirdness. Absolutely. The weirdness that we're about to see in this next scene, which I love.
1: Yeah, and I mean, even like, well, we'll talk about it later, but yeah.
0: They arrive at a mostly destroyed gas station where the Red Elvises are playing. Yes. The Red Elvises who did the music for the, like anything that's not score, yeah. like any like vocalized music they did. I guess we didn't mention
1: that the, it does open up after the credit after the credit scene with a Red Elvises song during yeah. that first battle and everything, which I know you said like rockabilly. I really like the music. I I enjoyed I like the Red it Elvises. more this
0: time. The first time I watched it, it was so much rockabilly.
1: Oh yeah, I like that. But like that was the thing that was like kept me into. Like I was like, "Oh my," mm, I was on my phone. You did it for Hyder and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so it happens. Sometimes we have to. It happens. But um, and I was like watching and taking notes and everything. And then I was like kind of bored. And then that music would come and like, yeah, "Yeah, now I'm back into it and everything." No, the
0: Red Elvis's music is pretty good. It is. Buddy folds up his umbrella and here's some our first instant of dumb comedy. Yes. It makes a lightsaber sound. Yes. As he folds, and I'm, like, it does don't do that.
1: No. Don't do that. Also the. Red Elvises look like the Russian Flaming Lips?
0: They look like the Leningrad Cowboys
1: without the hair. Okay, I don't know them, okay. <laughs> but like, do you know the Flaming Lips and stuff?
0: I've heard a few songs.
1: I really like them, like Ushimi, the album, everything, but like, the, I forget the lead singer's name right now, but this guy looks exactly like the lead singer, and I was like, maybe it's a... I mean, they were popular at the time. Maybe it was an homage. I don't know. Maybe. But there's a lot of homages in this.
0: I think they were just going for Rockabilly Soviet vibe. Yeah, true. Oh, by the way, everyone's going to compliment the Red Elvis' shoes. Of course. Uh, the Red Elf plot to kill Buddy because death is put out of contract. Yes. Also rolling into the way station is a gang of Hispanic bowlers who flip coins in unison. Yes. I love this. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, this is cool. I love crazy hitmen characters. It isn't my favorite scene in the movie, but it is cool. Uh, they're called the Pin Pals, just like Homer Simpson's bowling team. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought, too. If this were played straighter... Yeah. Is, I would love it. It'd be so cool. If, and like even the nice shoes line, I would be fine with that. So
1: much of it is supposed <clears throat> to be comedic, and there is, I'd say, nothing funny in the movie. I don't think I've ever laughed at anything, but like, but like you said, just play it straight.
0: There's one good quip that is I'll get there? to much later that I like. Much liked. later. Here's where I know that Buddy never calls himself Buddy. Everyone else does. It's a great nod to the man with no name. Of course. Buddy only drinks from broken glasses, as we're going to see. Yep. The bowlers approach Buddy saying there's a big price on his guitar, which is a 19, uh, 1950 something hollow body. And it's supposed to be,
1: body. yeah, like I think I think I read something as well, like that they say what it is in the movie, and it's not that. Like yeah, they just it's, really it's, say the wrong guitar and everything. Like yeah. it's not even a six string, I don't think. And well, it's a six string, but if he
0: hands over the co- guitar, they'll forget they saw him. Mm-hmm. They talk about how Buddy is a washed up rocker who can't play anymore. Yeah. Now. The first time I watched this, I didn't register this part. But this is supposed to take place in 1997. Mm-hmm. So Buddy is not THE Buddy Holly, because no. he would be 60. Yeah, no, and no, 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 He'd be, oh, yeah. be in his 60s, if not 70s. But somehow he's also a washed-up rocker.
1: Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I definitely read it as like none of these characters are supposed to be actually, maybe Elvis's, I don't even think that was supposed to see. I think it's all just supposed to be, Did it did say nineteen four? it's not like in the future though, is it?
0: The bombs dropped in 1957, That's true, and it's been yeah. 40 years, so it's 1997.
1: Yeah. yeah, I definitely don't think it's supposed to be.
0: The actual buddy? No, movie. it can't be because again, he'd be in the '60s or '70s. But like, where was he a rocker at? Some irradiated fucking crater? I guess. Um, I know the answer. I, <laughs> I read the novelizations that I also wrote.
1: The
0: and he was uh, the president's butler, and he played for the president every night. Hmm. Every night he would put on a skimpy outfit and he'd play rock and roll music for the president. Who's the president? The president was uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, yes. Just like uh, a famous attacks. actor. Yes. Yeah, he was really good at that. Oh, I never saw it. It was too scary. Oh, yeah. It's really scary. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Suspiria, which was hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's a comedy. It's there was a bat. It makes me only laugh. bats have only comedies have bats. That is true. Yeah. From their bowling bags. And this is another thing I love. They pull spiked flails yes the flails are cool buddy draws his sword but he sticks it in the ground and he's gonna take on the pen pals with just his mitts yeah i like this fight which sounds like you didn't
1: well actually just saw my note i said the karate is pretty cool if it looks fake as shit so like now that you explain that it is cool and i think
0: i'll grant you the editing and filming are bad yes but it's still fun yeah there's some cool bits and even like through this i've seen a lot more action than you i've seen a lot more martial arts you. yes I could tell that Jeffrey Falcon has some skill.
1: Okay. I, I I couldn't tell or anything. I just, like, I don't know where the director was during the movie, but I don't think he was on set.
0: Action tends to live or die by the editing. Oh, does it? Yeah. If you don't have a good action editor yeah. or choreographer, because I imagine Jeffrey Falcon probably did the choreography I as would well. I assume. But he beats him. But all three rise from the ground and they pull out bowling pins, which conceal blades. I love this. That's too. awesome. Yeah. I, like, I wish there was more of this, like, thematic stuff. Like, and the bull- bowling was very big in the 50s. Like, it makes sense. Like, yeah. that, that culture would, if that was the last remnant of culture, mm-hmm. I could see that remaining. Absolutely.
1: Through. And I think, like, the podcast reviewers and our listeners and everything are going to be like, wow, they really shit on this. And now they're talking about how much they like the beginning. And the beginning's great. It just wait. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we can say.
0: But he cuts them down, sending their pin knives flying. Yep. One of them punctures the hole of a fuel fuel pump. A Clint Eastwood homage pulls up in a car, and the movie gives a big old wink to the audience. Like, uh, hey, uh. in case you didn't get it. Yeah. In case you didn't get it, that he's a man with no name. Yeah. Here we go. Wink.
1: He also says, I guess it's not my day, which yeah, is another. That's later. Is that later? Okay, yes. I was going to say, because that's a nod to Dirty Harry.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't think of that, but yeah, oh, I, can, did, okay. I can definitely see that. Okay, here's where I know it. Another problem with this movie is it's not just dumb quips; it's really stupid comedic sound effects. Oh God, yeah, it's like a like so so the misguided. lightsabers
1: one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Buddy begins rambling down the road, and there's just this shitty kid at the gas station who throws <laughs> yeah. a rock or something at Buddy, and he deflects it, but it hits the face of some sort of caveman yeah yeah this is where it's going down in the passenger seat of a very mad max looking vehicle uh meanwhile the kid has stolen clint eastwood's car and picks up buddy yeah the caveman crew follow clint eastwood fires a shot at the fling vehicle which somehow ignites the gasoline leaking from the pump Causing an explosion. Here's where he says, "I guess it's not my day." Yes,
1: and I guess we should say this is not actually Clint Eastwood. Like they no, didn't have no, the budget no, to
0: get Clint. Just,
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking about listening and
0: be like, "What?
1: He got Clint Eastwood?" He, he
0: came from the uh, set of True Crimes. Like, let me do y'all a favor. <laughs> the kid who threw the rock is then seemingly he's going to come back. Spoiler yep. alert: Uh-oh. is murdered by Death and his archers. And for some reason, Death also mentions the Spinach Monster. Yeah. Which I... Is this just some post-apocalyptic folklore. folklore? Like, yeah. Whatever. Is this... A- I met the spinach monster. Did you? Yes, his name was Roman Polanski. Oh, God. <laughs> he loved my lederhosen.
1: Oh, God. That's gross.
0: By the way, Death is voiced by Lex Lang. I'm not yes. sure who played the... Who was the David Prowse of this. I looked but, it up,
1: but I don't remember the name. But
0: he did the voice for Cortex in the Crash Bandicoot games. I did
1: see that, yeah. He was
0: not the first one, but he was one of them. And he replaced Mr. Clancy Brown in 2004 as the voice. Oh, look at that. And he does it to this day. Is Cortex the
1: villain? Of yes, cortex I've never Neocortex, played it and stuff, yeah. but oh, that's a cool name.
0: But yeah, no, I did look it up and I saw
1: that he was a voice actor and everything. Yeah. So,
0: And it's... His voice is cooler than his w- weird cronies who have this bizarre robot yeah. voice.
1: I think it's cool, but I also just, I, I don't know. It didn't I make ex-
0: sense. Like, no, why?
1: It didn't make sense, and I also wasn't, ex- I guess I was expecting maybe even deeper. Like, it's deep, but it's almost more like a Darth Vader, James Earl Jones kind of. Well,
0: I'm talking about the crony voices. Yeah, the
1: cronies are bad, too, but I don't really even like Death's
0: voice. I didn't think Death mind. was terrible, but you know what would have been great? Yeah. If his cronies all sounded like David Lee Roth. And they're like, yeah, you gotta get (laughs) them!
1: Yeah, that that, that could have been fun. Or I also think, like, if his, if you were going to go for the full Guns N' Roses, why not have Axl Rose and Duff McKagan and yeah. have those be his cronies and everything?
0: Yeah, something like that. It would also he's...
1: be funny if Slash was the leader when he's not the lead singer yeah. of, like, Guns N' Roses. I, I don't know. but like Or if they used Guns N' Roses. Like, there's so much you could have yeah. done with this. They Axl also... Rose is
0: the lead singer of Guns N' Roses, Guns N Roses. not David Lee Roth. I no, is just, that who you meant? I think I said David Lee. <laughs> you Roth, did, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought
1: you were just going with Rock. Either and roll way,
0: stuff, they were. I guess Van Halen was oh. considered heavy metal back in the eighties.
1: Yeah, well, well, that's the other thing is like they say heavy metal. I don't consider Guns N' Roses heavy metal. Well,
0: in the eighties, it was.
1: Was it? Yes. Okay. I know. Uh, maybe just after Metallica and everything comes out now. I think of it so differently and everything. But um, I believe it
0: was. I don't know. But yeah that's not know. my kind of music
1: I, I like i said guns was my first concert and like axel rose if he was in this and I, or like he if there was someone violent like him they'd have to sound like an old raspy woman the time i saw well, oh yeah he sounded like
0: shit <laughs> Sounded like Gary Busey. Yeah, it looked basically, look like
1: look like, like Miss Doubtfire.
0: Oh, oh my! <laughs> Death also kills the Reddit Elvises for failing to kill Buddy, yes. and they take their shoes because they're so nice. Absolutely.
1: They also call him Comrade Death, and I love that. I, that was great. And I like, I get, yeah, it's Russia and everything, but I just love that. I'm like, yeah, Comrade Death.
0: Uh, we hear the DJ come on again. Meanwhile, the cavemen crew. Is pursuing Buddy and the kid in the slowest car oh chase God. I have ever seen. And I saw a like, comment on the YouTube link and everything it was like, "I love how there's a
1: slow car chase." Like, how? Why the fuck do Why you love you this? Why would you want that? It's Why so boring.
0: One, it's so easy to do, and two, it's just like off-putting. God, it's, it's like it's
1: from just dumb. fucking Steve McQueen's Bullet. It's like so fucking slow.
0: I mean, Bullet had a good car chase. It did. I don't but like was... Bullet. But... Yeah. At it least it's own it for its car chase. Fucking going fast. Like this is just like it was. this is literally like if it were a real Flintstones car that you had to like push with your right. feet. Yeah. Like it's going so slow, and Buddy and the kid in an actual car are going so slow.
1: Yeah. The thing that I'm more pissing off is Buddy's going so slow because I think the idea was cavemen were going slow because they're yeah. so old, they're so that and everything. I that's what I was trying to give it its. I think credit, they just. But.
0: Just couldn't could get fast film, cars. I just think they couldn't film a car chase. Like I just think they didn't have the budget or like the know-how <laughs> that, that or be true. the coordinators or the locations or the permits.
1: I also don't understand how cars work in this. Where are you getting oil? Where are you getting gas? Where are you well, getting... that's always
0: part of the post-apocalyptic thing, like that with they, Mad Max that's and all true, that. I guess, yeah. Um, but it's going to get stupider. Oh, Don't it worry. is. Oh, yeah. The cavemen use a catapult to launch bubblegum and vinyl records Don't at their me. adversaries. This I actually kind of like because it's like
1: 50s kind of stuff. Like,
0: Yeah. That's I mean, what I wanted
1: more of, though. But it's again, like, if
0: it were played straighter or if this, oh, were, straight, if this yeah. were more exciting yeah. and it was just like – or if like it did anything to yeah. Buddy and the Kid – like if like buddy like got nicked with a record and was like Ugh, yes, or the kid got like <laughs> the kid got hit in both eyes with bubble gum and was just like it just like goggle eyed and
1: yeah. I now that you I just thought of this and everything is. Do you know what I think could have really saved this if it was animated? and everything, because I think that, because you said Lex Lang is a good voice actor. If they animate, again, they probably didn't have the money, but if they animated it and had the voice actors come in, that could have been, I think, really interesting.
0: That would have been interesting. And fixed a
1: lot of the problems.
0: They could have done blood effects, like, easily. Blood effects. The problem is, I think this was mostly, I imagine Lance Mungia and Jeffrey Falcon were friends. Oh, God, And Jeffrey Falcon, as a martial artist, like, I think that was, like, 75% of the idea, and also him sort of looking like Buddy Holly.
1: Yes, and I think that's the... The other thing that kind of annoyed me about it is everything is like... We talk a lot about why movies were made and everything. The only reason you were saying there's no really fan base that they were appealing to, it really seems like it's a passion... Or not even passion, it's a like a A vanity vanity project for Jeffrey Falcon he wrote it he produced it he stars in it he does like everything in it and everything and it's like hey look I kind of look like Buddy Holly and I can do martial arts
0: (laughs) I kind of look like (laughs) Buddy Holly Holly. you think that's why Rivers Cuomo wrote this he saw this movie and like (laughs) the song came out before this did it really? it did yeah
1: we've just been around that long yeah i I was
0: surprised, too. I I'm, I was never a big Weezer fan. That's why the movie I was, was made. Yeah, I, yeah. It's very possible. <laughs> it's very possible.
1: They're cashing on that Buddy Holly revolution in the 90s. What if
0: someone who looked like Buddy Holly could run and kick?
1: Ooh, maybe uh, Arnold, Arnold? Is that his name? <laughs> Who's the little kid? The kids? kid, David. No, no, the kid from Suspiria.
0: Oh, Oh,
1: Albert, 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 hello, <laughs> hello, talk, talk. Do you know why? Me, Albert
0: Why do you? Why was the movie made? Oh, um, to glorify Jesus Christ. Oh, it's the same reason all movies are made. Is Jeffrey Falcon Jesus Christ reborn? Well, I wouldn't say that, but okay. he does run a cult, oh. and. I checked out because, you know, as they wanted to do the whole castration thing. Oh. And my balls are so huge that they couldn't get the knife through them. I do remember you talking you see, about you that. You in see, see, the, like they I, hang out the Zeta hole. I don't need
1: to see Albert, but I do remember you talking about that in the Suspiria episode.
0: So the cavemen yes. try to board, but the duo fight them off. And the cavemen's car... Conveniently breaks down, allowing yeah. uh, Buddy and the kid to sort of putter away. And they come chasing them,
1: still out of the car and everything.
0: They're still yeah. running after them. Yeah, because Buddy gets out. Yep. And he continues on foot, and the kid makes his awful noise. Oh what if the kid was a whale? Maybe that's why, like, he's part whale, and that's he's doing whale songs. <gasps> it's
1: like the cell, the part seal, seal <laughs> kid, and everything.
0: <laughs> the kid is Moki Loke. The kid is Moki Loke. <laughs> Buddy yells back at him before continuing on. The kid tries to get the car running again as the cavemen arrive and Buddy comes back for some reason. I don't blame him. Buddy just throws the kid in the trunk. Oh yeah, where he should have spent the rest of the movie. Yes, absolutely. Before drawing a sword and fighting the cavemen, here's where I know the sword fights aren't bad. They could be better, and but what they need was blood. Yeah, absolutely. if if there was like if they could have mustered up the budget for some fake arms fake blood, and yeah. some blood fountains. Yeah it gets really bad the final battle
1: for me not we'll talk about but everything is where it's just like it's not even fighting it's just kill 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 it's like you're not even hitting like i don't know i really annoys me sometimes it's just the thing in action movies when you have like one person against 75 people and they're like taking each down with like one swipe and everything like i like it a lot more where it's like one-on-one match and yeah. everything, back and forth and everything. I so.
0: understand that. I understand that. Again, there's a lot of genre history yes. behind this. doesn't necessarily make it better, No. especially given that the genre history happened to be kind at least 25 years before this, mm-hmm. but it's still, there are genre precedents.
1: Yeah, and I will say, it does seem like Lance... Knows his movies like he does seem like he's a film fan or maybe yeah. Jeff Falcon is or everything. But like, like I don't want to shit on them too much. But like, I do feel like he he seems like he's a film fan. It doesn't seem like he ever was supposed to be a director. He was like us. We were fans of a movie, yeah. and it would be like one of us trying to just go and make a movie and everything.
0: I think we could make a better movie than this. Yeah, that's true. If we could muster up the capital yeah. and find a wasteland, but it, it, I think what. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this earlier. You know the movie The Disaster Artist? Yes. The completely pointless and stupid movie The Disaster yeah, which Artist, which
1: basically ruined the room notoriety as a like fun cult film and everything. Uh,
0: so what I was saying about The Disaster Artist, I get the feeling that the like The Disaster Artist I feel like came from James and Dave Franco, like, watching the artist, or watching the room and getting high. Absolutely. And James Franco just doing his Tommy Wiseau impression, and Dave going, like, you should do that. Mm -hmm. You should do that in a movie. Yeah. I get the feeling that, like, Jeffrey Falcon and Lance Mungio were just friends, and, like, they were sitting around getting high. I was like, you sort of look like Buddy Holly. What if Buddy Holly could do kung fu? (laughs) Um, Maybe. I mean, I definitely think they were friends, like you said. Yeah. They get away from the cavemen after Buddy slaughters a bunch, and the car breaks down right in front of a homestead. This is my favorite scene. This is one of the best scenes in the movie. Yep. This
1: is, like mm. I said, I love the opening scene, but this is my favorite scene. This
0: is scene. this is good post-apocalyptic stuff.
1: Yes. They stop at Edgar the Bugs house.
0: <laughs> Sugar water. It looks exactly like him. <laughs> a little bit. The problem is that they need a ratchet. Yep. Obviously. But this family comes out, this creepy 50s family, Yes. and this is where, again, the internal logic holds up for me, because like life effectively ended in 1957. Yes. You would hold on to that culture like I could understand that. Absolutely. It's a uh, mother, a father, and a boy and a girl, and the patriarch of the family of creeps thinks that Buddy is his pal Wally Fishbinder. Yes. And that the kid is his little boy Jed. Yep. They're all very fifties and creepy. They talk about Wally's new Studebaker, which I loved.
1: Yeah, this um, stuff is great, and I this is the stuff I wish was in it more.
0: And like again, the internal logic doesn't totally hold up because, yeah. like, why are they still like I get it, like I imagine like the oral tradition, yeah, it still informs them about the fifties, but like I don't know, it works for me. Yeah, it, like I didn't
1: even care about the logic of it; I just thought it was cool.
0: It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. I kind of given up the movie on
1: internal logic oh, by, wow. this uh, yeah, um, by this point. Already? yeah, by this <laughs> point. I
0: They go inside and it's all very creepy and like the little girl is sort of like staring at the kid and like almost like flirtily touches him and then yeah. re- re- But Buddy's like, All right, kid, these seem like nice people. Yes. Why don't you stay here? <laughs> and he gets the fuck out of here. Don't blame and- him. I love when the family is saying goodbye to Buddy. Like the dad is just aggressively going, bye bye, bye bye. Yes. And it's
1: almost like Jekyll and Hyde because he keeps going back. Like you said, he's like doing that. And he goes like, goodbye, bye bye, Bye -bye." Bye -bye. Bye goodbye. And everything. It's like back and forth from happy, sad, happy. It's really cool. If only the movie is about him.
0: (laughs) He's probably the best actor in the movie. I think he is by far. Uh, Surprise, no surprise. If you are familiar with post-apocalyptic stuff. The family are cannibals. Yes. And they, they have put the kid in a pot. They have trussed him up like a turkey. Absolutely. They are putting in vegetables, and they are ready to cook him.
1: I was so so excited.
0: Oh, my God. It would have been great if this child got eaten. Oh, uh, I know, right? We're such good I, people. I told them that they should... Oh, by the way. Hello, hello, Tog, Tog. It's me, Albert. Uh, I told them I was on the set. I had my bullhorn, and I was going, "Eats the child. Eat the child. Eat the child. And they were like, shush, Albert, shush. We do not eat children. And I was like, oh, no. Mm. I've already ate 12 today. Oh, God. I'm kidding. My tummy is not that big. I had two. Had two? Totally, uh, yeah,
1: no, I mean, I guess they must have taken your ideas and put them in the script then. Yeah, they, I sued.
0: Did you? I sued because I should have gotten a story by credit. What if the, the dad in this is Albert and everything? Oh, man, that'd be great. Right? But he wasn't wearing hosen, and his he balls wasn't. weren't hanging out the side. <laughs> Uh, and what
1: is your obsession with his balls? Is that in Sisperius?
0: No, that's just if Is it just a an, German stereotype? If you're an adult male wearing children's later hose and your balls are oh, gonna hang out the side. Yeah, I
1: guess. I thought he would have gotten adult
0: later hose I didn't know he's still nope, wearing Albert has mentioned several times that he still wears his childhood clothing. Has he? Yes. Oh, I guess I should listen better. You should. <laughs> um So and the scene just gets better, in my opinion. Yeah. Because The family starts to get scared. Yeah. They're right near a windmill farm, like one of those wind energy farms. Mm -hmm. And from the farm emerges three men in sort of like radiation suits, but with like fishbowl helmets that are cracked. The cloud people. The windmill people. The windmill. Are those cloud people? It's the windmill people. And the family flees, leaving the kid. Yes. And the father pulls out the... Ratchet to fix the car, they make their getaway, and we say goodbye to the best part of the film.
1: Yes, and that this, the ending is cool of that and everything, but for some reason the directing or the direction and everything... I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be the wind and everything. Like, fog is coming over. It's so hard to see anything that's going on in this part of the movie, at least for me and everything. Like, I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't see what the fuck was going on. I
0: was like, what is going on? See, in a more capable director's hands, they would know how to maximize their budget while making it look great, making it look creepy, all this, but doesn't quite work. I get what you're saying. Is there a taxidermy cheetah somewhere? Yes. I was like, why did I write this? It's a cheetah or a jaguar or something. But as the father is getting into the car, he grabs his taxidermy yeah. big cat and makes sure it comes along. I love that detail. It is cool. It's, yeah, it's fucking great. It's just nonsense. I was like, and did I just write this see, out of my? <laughs> that's like the type of comedy that the movie should have been based on. Yes. Like the weirdness, yeah. the otherworldness of this apocalyptic wasteland. He doesn't make a quip and be like, "Oh, I need to get my cheetah and oh, everything." Gotta get some pussy before oh, I go. Come on. Um, they pass by Buddy, who I guess is drunk and passed <laughs> out. <laughs> So this is this is another thing. Like they call him a washed up rocker. Like, and he's yeah. going to get, he's going to drink elsewhere. Like he always wants a drink. Like in the at the gas station, he's like, "You should have waited till I was drunk." Um, yes. So I guess we're supposed to assume that Buddy is an alcoholic
1: Yes, and I think that's supposed to play on probably a lot of like rock star things Even though I don't think Buddy Holly was probably there. I don't
0: think so, he died at like 22
1: From the plane, which From we'll plane talk crash. about later Because um, there's Richie Valens and, Yes,
0: Richie Valens does show up
1: And big Bo- I wish the big <laughs> that is. Do you know who they should have played the cannibal dad? It should have been the big, big bopper,
0: bopper. Hello, Holly Chantilly <laughs> lace <laughs> with a pretty, pretty face <laughs> Um. Yeah, that would have oh been God. great. I'm um, <laughs> not surprised. I know who that is. No, as a if, like, old? if you know how Buddy Ho- who Buddy Holly is, like th- this is the big three. Like if you know, you probably at least heard of the Big Bopper. I love the Big Bopper. I he was probably m- a
1: misogynist, but I like him.
0: I I don't even think I've ever heard the original version of Chantilly Lace. Oh, is
1: there a different version?
0: I all I know is the version that is in Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story. Oh, okay. That someone yeah. playing the Big Bopper sings.
1: Yeah, I, I really like I like that song. I yeah. I live my grandparents. Hello,
0: here. baby.
1: God, it's so good.
0: But, like, if Buddy's supposed to be an alcoholic, that needs to be established better. Yes, like, oh I, my pre- God, yeah. I appreciate that they're trying to do it subtly, but it doesn't play.
1: Yeah, it just seems more like, again, I don't like the kid, but it's also like, you don't really want this kid to be around this, yeah. like, and everything, so.
0: Anyway, he wakes up, and the house is now filled with a... Fog, I guess, and the windmill people are closing in on Kid. Mm-hmm. He makes his way out of the house and into the arms of another windmill person. Luckily, Buddy is there to save the day. Yep. He goes to work killing the windmill people. And again, I love, I just love the weird shit. Yeah, like the, the, the weird stuff's cool. It's very fallout. And like, I love the low budget coolness of it. Like, what crap can we get together to make you look. Now, there are going to be a lot of times when they just literally throw. A rope net over oh God, someone yeah. and like Absolutely. this is your costume. You have a net over you. Yes. And there is like the whole thing
1: with um the windmill people. I think an interesting detail could be like these could be good people. They could be like people from Las Vegas. Yeah. Like you don't know and I think that's cool. Yeah, no,
0: I love the mysteriousness of them. Because
1: he because Buddy could just be killing like these people we were trying to save a kid that was yeah. out in
0: the middle of fuck nowhere and everything. Just, yeah. So. We know nothing about them, just that they're cool. weirdos. The kid and Buddy find a motorcycle Yep. Now, Death calls into the radio show, which another person will do later, and I don't know how they're, like, operating phones. Well, I don't even know
1: how. I Maybe it's just me being dumb, but can there be radios on motorcycles? I've never heard of a radio I, on a
0: motorcycle. Well, that... I didn't necessarily assume that Buddy was hearing this. Okay, because one of my that... notes
1: I had is it was like... It, it's one of my kind of pet peeves in movies when, like, you'll see someone, like, driving or something and they're, they're responding to narration and yeah. everything. It's like, so are they supposed to be hearing this, like... The one I think about, because we just watched it, is Wild at Heart and yeah. everything, where they hear something on the radio. They're talking about the radio because they're in a fucking car with a radio and yes. everything. It's like, I don't know if that's what it was going for or what. But,
0: I wasn't sure. But you know? Buddy doesn't really engage with what the radio says. That's it's true. just sort of narration. And I guess Death's plan is to destroy Vegas for yeah. some reason again
1: with the comedy and everything an interesting could have been is you cut to death and he's calling into the radio station (laughs) it doesn't have to be quippy and everything but it can be like why the fuck would this guy call into a radio station and everything or like a
0: great a great scene would be like show me the post-apocalyptic phone rig yeah show me this weird like jerry-rigged however they do it yeah we also see him kill a few musicians and they're like a bleak reference he kills someone who's supposed to be jerry lee lewis at some point that
1: was in the beginning i forgot to mention that yeah we'll see richie vounds later and stuff yeah i don't it didn't really look like jerry Lee lewis but no he wasn't
0: fucking his cousin so it was hard to that's tell that's true yeah him.
1: he wasn't playing a guitar or a piano that was on fire yeah. and yeah yeah
0: and now, for some reason, Buddy and the kid fall off the motorcycle. I don't know how the hell they even crash. Like, I, like it makes no sense. Yeah, it's just I, dumb. Ugh. The, the kid is crying and being an annoying child.
1: This is where the kid got to me. I know you said he got to you right away. I gave him a little bit. This is where I literally put down the fucking kid. It sounded like a dying dog. My-
0: Put oh, down? Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Like, you know, when the, it's like when a dog has, like, rabies and everything. It's like, you need to just
0: put it yeah. down. I know I sound awful, and I'm sorry, but you guys... Anyone who's seen this movie... If you li- watch this movie, you will want to kill this kid, too. Uh, and you brought up Anakin Skywalker before. I yes. In uh, Phantom Menace. This kid makes Jake Lloyd look like...
1: Fucking Marlon Brando. Yeah.
0: In frustration with the kids crying, and here's more... Oh, this stupid comedy. Buddy <laughs> falls to the ground... And that makes the kid laugh. Yep. Then he starts crying again. And Buddy keeps prat falling and more crying and it goes on and on it's so dumb. and on. And it's a nice show of Jeffrey Falcon's like acrobatics and gymnastics, because yeah. he's like walking on his hands, he's doing flips and stuff. But holy fuck does it make the movie so much worse.
1: It makes the movie worse. I almost read it more as it's like the kid has a form of like Schadenfreude where he just likes seeing Buddy get hurt. Well,
0: that's all kids. That's all kids, like, if you pretend to fall down, a kid will laugh. Oh, okay. Or if you actually fall down, a kid will yeah. laugh. Yeah. But, like, more so if they know, like, you're doing it to make them laugh. Yeah. Like, kids like that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it would have just been more simpler if it just, like,
1: peekaboo or something. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, or cut down the fucking movie.
0: And then Buddy throws the kid over his shoulder and the kid goes, what, 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 As he bounces up and down as Buddy carries him. Hate I hate this kid. I fucking hate this kid. <laughs> I um, also
1: wrote, just leave the kid in the desert. <laughs>
0: We're gonna see like the worst people if they haven't watched this movie. Buddy grabs a kid and they start pushing the bike. We learn they are 214 miles from Las Vegas.
1: Yes, and this is also where I saw how I didn't think he looked a lot like Buddy Holly, and he does kind of, but the thing I kind of think he looks a lot like is Mulholland drives Justin Thoreau, but just Justin Thoreau when he plays it in that movie. I forget the character's name.
0: I can't remember either, but but he does look like Justin Thoreau, yes.
1: Yeah, and I was kind of like, Sam. I don't know, that didn't really have anything to do to say, but I just thought it was Yeah, no,
0: he does look like Justin Theroux. Yeah. This is conveniently close to the town of Fallout. Yep. Where Buddy and the kid go, and the town is filled with a bunch of great weirdos. Wink, wink,
1: did you get it? Yep. Did you get it? Did you mm-hmm. get
0: it, kid? The nuclear is <laughs> atomic. Buddy leaves the kid with a Hispanic gangsta little person. Yeah. Which, and he talks like a stereotypical 90s gangsta. He does. And I'm saying gangsta because that's the trope. That is the trope. Like, it's not anything. Absolutely, yeah. But that culture won't exist if the world ended in 57.
1: No, again, it's just plot holes that don't make sense. And the other thing I wrote here is everything is... You hear about Elvis as the king of Lost Vegas, and the whole thing we're supposed to be is like, that's the prize at the end of the road. Yeah. I don't know if we, we didn't really bring it up. There's also a Wizard of Oz story
0: in this. It, which we completely sort of starts now, because with the, Buddy asked it, for a direction. He's like, follow the yellow brick road, road, homie. And we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll bring it up when we see it later.
1: But this whole idea, that's the prize at the end and everything. And it's like... We should have, I feel like we should have gotten a shot where you see Elvis at, in, like, we don't even know what Las Vegas looks like. Like, we're supposed to root for these characters. I don't know what they're fucking going for. Well,
0: we do see Las Vegas at the end, and I love at the, the aesthetic of yeah. it. Yeah, no, and no, that I'm was a nice reveal. before
1: and everything. Because yes. this whole movie, you're like, what if they're just w- fighting for a fucking dumpster? Like, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just my whole thing, but, like, I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But,
0: like, it also feels like instead of weird... 90s gangster cliches like shouldn't everything like be sort of based off of the king absolutely and like all that like well it's only Las Vegas he's the king of because remember the rest of the whole world is Russians well yeah then we should see more Soviet influence as absolutely, well
1: absolutely yeah or like mm, it still pisses me off that the Russians couldn't invade a fucking <laughs> city I, I
0: know I'm being whatever <laughs> but he goes to the saloon where a man who looks like Tim Heidecker is tending bar <laughs> It's also reiterated that everyone is looking for Buddy's guitar. Yes. Why his guitar specifically? Yeah. And not like him and his power, like his fighting expertise and his playing expertise.
1: Bring up another good point is
0: we don't ever see him play, sing. sing. No, we don't. He's this
1: great rocker and everything. And I did want to mention this at the beginning, but I think another thing, animation would be an interesting idea is, and again, this is more me being a Broadway fan or everything, but I think this could have made a really
0: good musical. It would be an interesting musical. It would be an interesting and I think there aren't more, enough action musicals. There
1: isn't. And I'm like, yeah, I get kung fu is cool, but like if they were fighting as like a band, battle of the bands thing and everything uh, and like
0: to, to come back to Wild at Heart, there should have been at least one scene of Buddy like just commanding a crowd while yes! singing a song. Oh God, I
1: love that scene so much. But like yeah, I think it could have been interesting as a musical and everything. Again, that's not what they were going for, yeah. but I think that could have been
0: interesting. A woman dressed as a cheerleader cartwheels up to Buddy and stretches the gum she's chewing and sticks it to his glasses before sucking it back into her mouth with terrible comedic sound effects. like.
1: (laughs) And wouldn't that make you want to have sex with someone if they did that to you?
0: Absolutely. I cannot
1: think of a more unattractive thing to
0: do. See, now, if it weren't for the rest of the bad comedy and sound effects in the movie, that could be just this weird thing that would work for me, but it doesn't. And also, by the way, Death and his crew enter the town, yes. and the boy is the kid is sneezing a lot for some reason. <laughs> but Buddy goes to bed with the cheerleader woman, yeah. And like, maybe it's because he's drunk; he's been drinking. Could be. And but in my mind, I'm like, dog, everyone's trying to kill you. Yeah. Why would you ju- like? This seems like a clear assassin. She's not. She no, should she's have not, been. But she should have been. She should have like tried to kill him.
1: And I think the other
0: thing that uh, the she old- should have been Patsy Cline.
1: <laughs> oh, that would have <laughs> been great. <laughs> <laughs> the only um, deadly uh,
0: deadly for killing you slowly
1: <laughs> the only thing i can um i I can give to this whole scene is i do think it's really interesting that he doesn't have any romantic interest in her like uh, you see in the movie and it's just like she does the gum
0: thing and then it just cuts to him in her bed and everything. And and i think that's a good it just seems like we like they want us to know that buddy fucks mm-hmm. uh because he does well, no. like Jeffrey Falcon fucks. Jeffrey Falcon fucks. Because he does take his pants off. He does. He does it does seem like they do something.
1: He wrote but that he, part
0: of the movie. He's yeah. like, I'm taking my pants off for this movie. I uh, in here I know that I appreciate they're trying to undersell his alcoholism, but it doesn't play. It doesn't, know. The kid enters the saloon.
1: Ah, ah.
0: No one is freaked out that a kid is in a bar. Well, I assume, like, it, it's like Did you no west. you other kids like, in the bar. I mean. Uh, true.
1: Maybe. I just think of, like, when I was, like, 14 and I, I had to, like, go get my parents or something. And I stepped one foot into a bar once and everything. Because my grandmother was, like, behind me and everything. And then, like, the person can be like, get out of here. You can't. But this is like, the
0: post-apocalypse. Oh, okay. yeah, but Things are different. I guess so. Um, I'm just
1: surprised no one even, like, looks at him.
0: Like, yeah. Wh- okay. The kid enters the saloon. Buddy hears him making his terrible orca noises. Yes. So Buddy puts his clothes back on and goes to investigate. And the cheerleader lady sighs and falls forward. That must have been a really good, like, 30 seconds of fucking. Oh, yeah. Like, just, like, he's that good. Well, do they even do that? We don't even know if they do. I thought
1: they were getting ready to. I
0: assume they did because why else would she be swooning? Yeah. True good point and now here's the one part where the quips work for me buddy exits his room and as i mentioned before there's a guy with just a rope net draped over yep. him and he asks demandingly do you know who i am and buddy just says nope, nope. and karate chops him in the forehead that was cool that yeah. was funny and that was cool yes it should have been more like very blase like shit like that
1: absolutely yeah and I think what they were going for with the clips is, again, like I said, with the nerdiness of Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly's not seen as a cool figure in yeah. music. He's known as like the music nerd and everything. And I think that's what it's supposed to go for. But when your whole delivery is Clint Eastwood yes. and you're making these clips,
0: Yeah, he's doing the action one-liners. Absolutely. Uh, he's, it, I don't Hasta know where it happens. Yeah. But he's going to be like, um, if you were me, you'd be good looking.
1: Yeah, but that was what I was saying. Not yeah. mom.
0: I was going to say attractive
1: and everything. It was something yeah. like that. And then I think, and then doesn't he just say, well, I'm not you or something? Something. like I might have that. written the line down there because it doesn't it, play. It, it doesn't. doesn't play. No, it doesn't.
0: But he finds a kid under more rope netting. Where do yep. they get all this fucking rope? All the rope. All this rope netting. Um, the kid says, "You're here." Where we finally find he can talk, and he's what? just been making these terrible noises, I guess, to just annoy everybody. And
1: I do think there's a good line here where Jeffrey Falcon just goes, "So you can talk." And yeah. that's good, because that's also what my... Yeah, but, that's what
0: everyone's thinking. <laughs>
1: everyone's thinking and everything. But he's not like, whoa, you can talk. And it's just like, so you can talk Which and would, you
0: know how all, that would also play? Yeah. If the kid just never made a noise. Oh, that'd
1: be interesting, yeah. If
0: the kid was, and the kid was just like... Maybe, maybe the kid could snap. Maybe oh, no. Kid, yeah, uh, no. Got a fucking You just don't
1: want to hear those fucking orca whales. Oh, no, I
0: fucking hate it. And it's who does? Terrible. But yeah. Um, I also
1: wrote my note here is, why does everyone fucking yell in this movie? Because I guess everyone was yelling in the bar and it was pissing <laughs> me off at this moment.
0: <laughs> a musician calls to Buddy. Yep. And I guess he, this is the one who's supposed to be Richie Valens. Yes.
1: It doesn't look anything
0: like Richie Valens. He's not. I don't think he's Latin. I don't know. Latin American. But like, for whatever reason on this watch, I was like, that man sort of looks Hispanic. Oh, he did supposed? he this time? Vaguely. I did look like really very, like, very. Va- va- like, for whatever reason, something clicked in my mind on this watch. Where I was like, is that supposed to be Richie Valens? And I looked up a picture of Richie Valens. And I was like, I guess. <laughs> they they um, had it all
1: for Buddy Holly. They didn't really think about for the other ones and everything.
0: But here we get some of the, which should have come earlier, I think, some of the myth-making, some of the legend of buddy where he's like i heard you could kill 200 men all while playing your guitar that's cool yeah that's super awesome and also something we should see the other big problem with this and everything is Everyone
1: knows the whole the whole mythology of Buddy Holly is he died in the plane crash with Richie Valens and Big Bopper. Yeah. Why is he fighting Richie Valens? They should have known each other. They should have known. There's two ways I think it could have been played. One, like you said, they should have known each other and there was a falling out in the past. Yes. It doesn't have to be shown. It can just be like something and they can be that kind of thing. Or, Richie Valens should join Buddy Holly and this fucking kid and everything, and they should be now working together as a team, because then Richie Valens gets to fight as a a martial artist and everything, because, like, why the fuck they would fight, it makes no sense.
0: But, yeah, no, there should have been some history between these guys. I
1: think the only thing was, was, like, oh, look, we like music, we're gonna throw another music figure, but, like, you don't know anything
0: about the history of music, because... Yeah, the guy tries to fight, Buddy hits him with his umbrella... Uh, and insults his guitar. Do you know what I just thought of? What? Was this about the time of the ska
1: revival in the 90s? I am not a ska historian. I'm not either. But like the Cherry Pop and Daddies, like all that Zuzu ride. It was that all, probably around that time. I was going to say, I wonder if that's why another reason would be is that there was such a revolution of 40s and 50s music that they were like. Maybe. Let's look at Buddy maybe. Holly. And well,
0: like you know what this movie needed was the Aquabats.
1: What are the fuck are the Aquabats?
0: You have not know the Aquabats? They were no. a ska band. Oh, are they? Yeah. Like, original Scar or, like, 90 ska? 90s Scar? 90s Scar. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, also, by the way, like, eight minutes ago, Death entered the saloon. Oh, yeah. Um, he's just been messing around. Just, with... been, just been skulking in the shadows. Yeah. He's just been...
1: We also hear Death. We're not supposed to think this is actually Death, I guess. Oh, I don't know. I read it as that, but it's like... We're going to find out he's some sort of magical
0: because the ending.
1: Yeah, well, there is that whole, yeah. I mean, well, there's a different reason for that ending, but
0: yeah. Yeah, the very tenuous Wizard, Wizard of Oz, Oz connection. Yeah. After
1: watching Wild at Heart and stuff, like... Because I watched this after Wild at Heart, like, yeah. directly after. And I was like, anyone who's seen Wild at Heart knows that as a Wizard of Oz connection. And it's like, I literally watch this either the night or this next day after. I'm like, I want to stop watching these fucking Wizard of Oz connections. Well, this
0: is one... <laughs> terrible blind spot i've never seen wizard of oz have you not no i have not i should it's definitely worth it It was my Um, favorite movie growing up and i
1: was so terrified of the flying monkeys that they would have to turn it off every time they would get to the flying monkeys yeah so my sister would tell me she'd be like i'd be so pissed off at you because we would watch wizard of oz all the time but we'd only get like 30 minutes in (laughs) because i'd have to turn off because i was terrified of these fucking flying monkeys but i mean it's a classic for a reason it's a a good film
0: the only reason i picked up on the wizard of oz stuff this time is because you had just seen wild at heart and we talked oh, about it yeah. a little bit and i was like oh yeah now i see it well when it said yellow brick road i was like okay true on this watch i was i picked up on that and yep. then otherwise otherwise but what happens at the end i don't think i would have made the connection i just would have been like what the fuck oh yeah and the first time i saw it it was so I don't think I even realized what happened. It was so odd. Yeah. But we'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. Only now do we see death, even though he entered the saloon like 15 minutes ago. Instead of trying to kill Buddy, which is his whole thing, Mm -hmm. he's just like, hey, kid, you suck. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Basically, he just taunts the kid. Then Death meets with his lackeys, and he's like, I know what Buddy's weakness is, his heart. It's like, that's lame. It's so lame. That's so fucking lame. Yeah. It's like that's some book of Boba Fett shit. Where it's like, <laughs> it's n I I watched a couple episodes and I was like, oh, so Boba Fett is ruling by respect and not just being a fucking homicidal maniac. Yeah, like
1: that's what it was good about. Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: that's what was cool. It was like, give me a villain or give me an antihero. Buddy and the kid cross a desert. Yep. And I am a sucker for desert vistas. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I, I just I think it's hard to not make a desert look cinematic.
1: Yeah. No, it's cool.
0: It also reminded me of the beginning of. The first book of the Dark Tower series, Gunslinger. Yes, uh, the man in black fled, fled across the desert, and Roland, fell, the Gunslinger, fell. Something so, like that. Such a good movie. Um, but he is pursued. I'm kidding. By, <laughs> I didn't know if I you didn't, picked up. No, I, I didn't. I didn't even realize you mentioned the movie. Oh, it's um, so bad. I love I, the book series, but it's so bad. <laughs> I like the book series. It's not. Have you seen the movie? No, I did not. Don't. It's so bad. Buddy yeah. is pursued by death and his archers. The kind of Richie Valens has followed him, and he attacks Buddy, who. Kills him with his own blade, kind of. It's really badly filmed.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's so bad. And then the other thing is, like,
0: why is Death's Men archers? See, I was thinking about that today, too. Because you know what would have made more thematic sense? Guns? Because they... it was Guns and Roses? I was thinking axes, <laughs> like guitars, axes like axes. Like... That
1: could have been cool, too. But I'm just like, if you're going to do a Guns and Roses thing, why would you not use guns?
0: It's. I think it's solely for the ending sequence,
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, also because she gets killed with arrows in the beginning. His and it's mom. also a,
0: more of a samurai thing than sure. guns. So
1: he attacks or he kills Richie Vallens. Makes the, no sense.
0: But there is a nice little moment where after he kills Richie Valens, the body sort of tumbles down the dune. Yes. One of the few nice cinematic moments
1: yes. in and, this.
0: And then a huge pothole
1: comes up because Buddy then's like I don't want to be king anymore because yeah, now
0: is... I killed someone? Which, again, if like they had a history, they had known each it other. would make sense. Like, he was like, I was just trying to get him to stop, and he, he wouldn't. Because yeah. Buddy fucking full-on buries this. Well, he tries to bury him. He tries to. And then he leaves his sword behind, and it's like, what? why? Yeah, why was this guy What's your fucking then? motivation? The only reason why why we know why
1: he does that is because we recognize that this is supposed to be Richie Valens, which really, I don't think you would recognize if we weren't. Well, the only reason why we know that is because we look up fun facts about yeah. movies and stuff. Like I would have never picked up
0: on that. But like they call him Richie. No, they don't. Yeah, He has no name and buddy leaves his sword behind embedded in the grave of the musician. Yep. And here's the thing, like another thing, like, You're still in a fucking wasteland where everyone wants to kill you. Yes. It'd be more symbolic to leave your guitar. Absolutely. And, yeah, like, leave your guitar. And
1: then the other thing is, like, your motives make no sense that after you kill one random person, now you don't want to be king. Yeah, it's dumb.
0: It's so dumb.
1: It would be interesting. I'd hate it, but it would be interesting if it was more like... That stupid trope where it's like, I don't want to be king, but I have to because yeah. it's my debt. it's whatever that and everything. That could have been where he doesn't actually want to be it, but he's the only one who could be it and everything. Yeah. But that doesn't
0: work at the end of the movie anyway, so But it gets stupider because the kid takes the sword and he gives it to Buddy and he goes, You can still be a good king. I wish he kicked him in the mouth at that point. I, I wish he did like <laughs> kneel and hide her in the house and just like <laughs> 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 just punted him in the in the mug, right in the mug. Uh, just and the, uh, my note is just shut up. Just yeah. shut up. I like probably they, have one it, of those. It's yeah. so stupid. Like you don't even like this kid. There's been no real bonding. Yeah. He's just annoying and terrible. Like maybe if the kid were like, I don't know, useful. Yeah. But and we get a brief Tai Chi montage. Yeah. And then the kid, the, it gets dumber. The kid randomly says something about a 56 Chevy being faster than a 46 Buick oh and a quarter mile. You actually wrote the line down? I'm not verbatim. It's so dumb. And Buddy is offended by this. And in a better movie, like if if this kid had like... maybe if That was the not, first line yes, he said, yeah. Yes. That would be great. Yes. And he was just like... And maybe they were... In a fucking junkyard or something. Like, there was some impetus for the kid to say this. (laughs) No, there's no reason. I mean, yeah. And then. Well, we always like, you know what would be great if, like, instead of, like, there were just old magazines that the kid was reading the entire time? That could have been cool, yeah. And it was like reading car magazines or something. And something like that. Just a reason for this kid to say this thing.
1: I think that was supposed to be, yeah, comedic, and it just doesn't play.
0: But it could. It could play. In a better movie. In a better movie. It's a snowball of dumb Brr. because as Buddy lays down to sleep, the kid says he's afraid of the spinach monster. He sort of cuddles up. He's the little spoon to Buddy's big spoon. After they have their little cuddle party, more desert trekking. And again, I just love desert vistas. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's the Tarsum effect where I just I like. So, yeah. I just it, Because deserts always look epic. They do. Because even though there's nothing in them. They, they just they're look great. in the great. most
1: famous epic of all time, Lawrence of Arabia.
0: Yeah. So they're walking through the desert. The kid collapses. Death and his cronies find the pair. Yep. And here's another part where the script actually works for me. Yeah. Buddy Pop, like, he gets up from the sand and he's like, who are you? Death. Whoa. Cool. You here for me? Yeah, that was that's cool. That's a cool line. It's great. That's, that's what his dialogue should be. It shouldn't Absolutely. be like quips. It shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I'm a jokester. I'm gonna make you laugh. I'm gonna tickle you. I'm gonna tickle you death. (laughs) Oh, hello, hello, tog tog. Yes, I like being tickled too. If anyone's tickling, I just want to say, just. I think Albert's becoming my arch nemesis of this podcast. (laughs) Albert just wants to be loved by everybody. Albert takes out (laughs) personal ads. Every time you see a personal ad in a newspaper, Mm -hmm. it is from Albert. I send them all send over them the all? world. Do you do that, dear Abby? Thing, yes, dear Albert. I, I say, I ask Ann Landers like, some people say my later hosen smells because I never change it. But I think my musk is important to who I am. Should I wash it or not? Please <sighs> don't answer because I will not wash it. Thank you.
1: God, is that what the smell was in here? Yeah. I thought
0: it was the rotting sewer musk. next to us? It's my natural musk. From years. I thought it was a rotting sewer of this movie. No. (laughs) Common misconception. And then Death says he's there to kill every rock and roller out for the throne. Yep. Death demands Buddy's guitar in exchange for the kid. Buddy presents the guitar, but what's this? Instead he beats up the cronies. Yep. And but he flees with the kids as the cronies fire arrow after arrow. So, here's one of my biggest problems with the movie. We haven't said that like 50 <laughs> times. But,
1: <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he fights his cronies and everything. And why? You have fought in so many people in this movie. We're going to get to a huge battle at the end with a 75 million people yes. and everything. Why the hell would you not dis- defeat death right now? There's, That's a good question. He doesn't, he barely fights back. No. It's not like you're losing. You were beat the shit out of these people, and then you run away.
0: Yeah, and then they hide. They it's, hide in a
1: dune and everything. It's script it's like, bullshit. Yeah, I know.
0: it's just, it's just structure. Bullshit. We can't have the it's final like,
1: battle yet.
0: We can't take the time to think about this in a way that makes sense. So we yeah. just need to do some dumb bullshit. The
1: other thing, and this is my, maybe this is my opinion, but in the movie is I think it's that Jeffrey Falcon didn't want to see get beat, see himself get beat up on camera. Because if you think about it, he really, until the ending, but he really doesn't ever get a punch laid on him and everything.
0: True. And I it's, almost
1: think it's more like he's like, well, I'm going to make a movie, but I'm not going to get hurt it because I'm so good at martial arts and everything.
0: I can see that. Might be me I being a cynic and that. everything. And and that is my... One thing I love in martial arts movies is when the hero or the actor allows them to get the shit beaten Yes! Because it's boring to watch a guy who just beats everyone absolutely. up. Absolutely. My favorite part... Like, I love the Daredevil Netflix show. I need to see that still, it, yeah. It's It's good. It's for, good. For our boy, yeah. Vincent. For our, Yeah, Vincent D. But Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock, Daredevil, gets the fuck beaten out of him. And Is, he's, is he a stunt artist? Not? Like, does he do a he, stunt? He does stunt? a lot. Really? Like, and... There's great action choreography in that show, but like, and he's so good at acting. Like, I love when heroes take damage. Yes. Uh, Another brief side thing: I mentioned Cynthia Rothrock earlier, who who Jeffrey Falcon worked. Uh, She's a lady uh, martial artist who worked a bunch in the '80s, great stuff in the Hong Kong. But there's a movie called Millionaire's Express, aka Hong Kong Express. I've heard of this, yeah. So the lead is Samo Hung, one of my favorite martial artists. He's a he's a chunky dude. Yeah, he's like he's heavier. Oh, like, nice. He, he has a belly. The best fight in that movie is him versus Cynthia Rothrock, and this is a this is the '80s. Yeah, this is a Chinese man who allows himself to get the fuck beaten out of him Ooh. by a white woman. Nice. He ends up winning. Yeah, but it's an amazing fight where like. She lays down the law. Ooh, I we'll have to watch that. Sometime. It's yeah. there's not a lot of action in it. It's a it's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely like, heard of it and stuff. It's not know? action heavy until the end, but it, it that fight is the best part of the movie. Wow, right? nice. Buddy sets the kid on his guitar and sends him sledding down a massive dune. and the kid just fucking screams for five minutes. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Buddy Cool walks towards. Sorry. <laughs> that fucking kid so yeah he's terrible that kid
1: just broke me in the middle of recording for some reason just thinking of that
0: scene he's terrible meanwhile Buddy Cool walks towards the cronies deflecting their arrows with his sword classic samurai yep. shit eventually he loses the sword but he continues to dodge the arrows through acrobatics until it's released
1: yes this was
0: fine like it's just, yeah. Jeffrey Falcon's good at gymnastics yep the kid reaches the base of the dune where he is apparently abducted by the spinach monster. Uh-oh. And the spinach monster is a Mario pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he, he is pulled into a pipe. So
1: when we see the spinach monster, we see these like tentacles come out and everything. So it looks like it's an actual monster yeah. and everything. And then we see it's literally just a pipe in the desert. And I thought that was really interesting Whereas it it's like this kid's imagination. He thinks that he's getting pulled into a pipe and everything. But yeah. Like, you can't show the tentacles and everything because, like, it obviously, the, it was tentacles that pulled him in there.
0: Yeah. No, it it, it doesn't make sense. It, I don't
1: think it, it would have made sense because it's a desert, but, like, almost something like seaweed or something like a desert vine or something that was around the pipe that he could have thought would be yeah. that. I could think could have been interesting because I don't think it was an actual monster. It seems like it was just a pipe. Well, we're going to... We'll see where it goes. Down in the video.
0: pipe world, we'll see. I don't know. It gets Yeah, would you like to explain muddy. that to the... <laughs> Oh my god! Um,
1: <laughs> it's like Karate Christmas Miracle. It's one of the <laughs> hardest movies we have talked about.
0: Also, alternate title for this movie: Post Apocalypse. Ooh, that's much better. Buddy eventually finds a vent. He descends down to pursue the boy. Yes, I will say the movie's title is cool. Oh Six yeah, Samurai, Samurai is, is great. Cool. It's yeah. it. If only for a better, much movie. better movie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buddy finds himself in a vague underground drippy area. Yes. Also, Buddy has dropped his sword, and the kid finds it. And as he's about to grab it, a bunch of Darth Vader-breathing shadowy dudes yep. take the kid, saying he's another for the arena. Mm-hmm. And here, like, I love this post-apocalyptic shit. Yes. Like, I just wish it played better.
1: That was cool. They also see Buddy, and they're like, oh, well, he's dead. Yeah. They're not going to check if he's dead. I hate that in movies, where it's just someone assumes that someone's dead, and they, oh, they're back, and everything.
0: But, but he does fight one of these gas mask dudes. He does. And see, the kid has indeed been thrown into an arena. Yep. And now we find out that the kid from the gas station who threw the rock is still alive somehow. That's what I was going to say, because the whole gas station blows up, and it's
1: on fire, and it's one of the yeah. coolest shots in the movie, and then it kind of ruins that for me, because it's like, oh, well, if they got away, then.
0: And he, he survived his arrow wing, because he did get hit by arrows. He did. And he's back to deliver his famous catchphrase,
1: Tag, you're yes. it! And the Red Elvises should have come back.
0: They should Everyone should have come back. It's
1: one of the kid versus all the Red Elvises and everything.
0: (laughs) I love arena shit. I love gladiator shit like this. I wish wish we got a full-on boy fight here. The tag boy has to be dubbed. Like, his voice is so odd. Oh, it's so, yeah. Thankfully, the kid learned all that Tai Chi on that Desert Dune. So he starts doing it. Tag Boy hits him. The kid falls down, and Buddy, who has somehow managed to get to a grate underneath the kid, yes. says, "Just clock the creep."
1: So there's two things I have with this. One, we have this stupid thing with the smoke again, where you can't see a damn thing happening because it's a whole because s- they just filled the whole set with fucking smoke yeah. or something. But. I'm going to connect this to another movie we just talked about recently, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which we'll probably do on the podcast I would love to do it. Maybe a Halloween episode would be interesting. Sure. Anyway, so in that movie, not spoiling anything, but there's the whole thing where there's something happening in the bottom of somewhere and there's something happening in the top of somewhere. Yes. They're in the same location but in complete different places and everything. But we know when... Dennis Hopper is doing something and when the actress, I can't think, plays Stretch. I cannot remember. When they're doing things, we know they're in different places. Yes. I have no idea how this little arena set is because you see Buddy Buddy walking places and the kid and I'm like, are they in the same place? It's, it makes no fucking sense. There is no
0: sense of place. There's no sense of location. That was a long-winded rant, but it pissed me no, off. No, I, I get it. But the kid does clock the creep. He does. He knocks him out cold and he the kid is amazed at the power of violence. Yeah. Right. Um. But for winning, the kid will be sacrificed to the windmill god. Mm-hmm. So are these also windmill people? I guess so. But they don't look well, they anything don't look like ent- like the windmill people we saw. I, I the only thing I can
1: think of is like that it's like that's their outside gear, maybe, and those are the same people and that's what they wear. It makes guess no sense. Yes, that's
0: more thought than was put into anything else in the movie.
1: Absolutely, but I'm trying to give it its credit.
0: That bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's dumb. You need to have your mythology. You need to make it tight. So, Buddy fights the bad guys. He and the kid escapes the Windmill God, who seems to be just be a mag light at the <laughs> end of like a, a vacuum tube, yep. like a, like a vacuum cleaner hose.
1: And again, um, this could have been a cool thing where it's like making things out of nothing, but it's just
0: fucking stupid. It looks like someone disassembled Gypsy from Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> it does. They just they just kept the the flashlight part, right? This is our god
1: Hoover. <laughs> um, we also get another try-to-be comedic line from Buddy where he says, I hate kids. And it's like that could be like, better if you put it in better place, but also like, then why the fuck are you not leaving this kid in the desert? Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, if you were if you were such an alcoholic, badass, like jaded, you would have literally Left him. Fucking cut the kid in half.
1: Yeah, left him in the fucking Go with the windmill Go full on people. blood meridian. Right? Here's another interesting thing that could have happened is when the windmill people come and everything. Now, the, So this part of the movie with Richie Valens and everything, that's just Buddy, right? They kidnap the kid and that's all we see and we assume the kid's dead. And then Buddy gets down into this pipe or something and Buddy falls into the pipe and he sees in the arena that it's those two. And then he says to the kid... Whatever you said. Hit yeah. him or whatever he says and everything. And that's where we see the kid again and everything. That could have been interesting if they're both windmill people. Yeah. No, they're... <laughs> where they're just kidnapping kids for them to fight and yeah.
0: everything. Yeah. No, again, like, broaden this mythology. Be like... Yeah. They just love boy fights. They just, they just, love they just it. love children. Every day is a children crusade for the windmill people. It's
1: also a sausage fest in this movie. There's like no, there's like two women I think in the whole movie.
0: There are not many. You're right, and usually I clock that, but this is a very male centric, movie. very male
1: dominated. Which it's a homoerotic masterpiece. It is.
0: It's a master something.
1: Jeffrey Falcon's not a bad looking guy, I guess. No, he's fine.
0: If you like Buddy Holly, if you, if you like <laughs> that's people, where your kink is. <laughs> if you're if you're firmly in that Buddy Holly Rivers Cuomo uh, yeah. demographic, <laughs> and who isn't? Oh my God! People's sexiest man of the year for fifteen years running. River Cuomo, absolutely. And I think this is where we get that quote of. If you
1: looked as good as me or something, I if think If you that's were me, you'd is. be good looking. Is that no? Is that Buddy who says that? I thought it was the other guy.
0: Buddy, Buddy says if you looked as good as okay, if you were me, you'd be good looking. And then I think the guy says back to you, he's like, "Well, I'm not you," and it's like mm, that's something to be like funny? that. When they emerge from the underground, they are only 18 miles from Vegas. Yep, they. They find a fucking tandem bicycle. Yep, and that's why I said uh, the
1: fucking tonal whiplash. Like, this is to be a dangerous thing that's happening, but then you have this comedic shit out of nowhere, and it's like, it, it really doesn't it doesn't ground the viewer it and everything. Does,
0: it's, it's just so weird and so dumb. But we and get like, the music back, and that was a good thing. Yes, we do. I wish they would have done a riff on... Um, Raindrops keep falling on my head right oh, now, like uh so Butch cool. Cassie and the Sundance. That would have been fun. Again, musical if yeah. it was actually that and everything. Blood drops keep falling <laughs> on my head. I also That's asked, why these Russians keep turning up so dead. I also was gonna say it's like do we ever get an
1: explanation of the umbrella? I guess it doesn't really need just, one, but it's uh, like... to
0: heat the sun out from the desert. Oh, so he it's, doesn't need do a heat stroke and it's stuff? It's more a parasol. Yeah, it is. Than, uh, it really is. But it's cool. It is cool. And again, I think it's an El Topo homage. I think so, yeah. Um, they slowly, very slowly head towards Vegas, passing by a bunch of wreckage and hearing on the radio about Russian soldiers. Uh, soldiers which they immediately run into. Yes. They are told they can't get into Vegas without papers and dozens of Russians pop up from the landscape. They soon charge Buddy. Yep. Buddy tells the kid to flutter away as the kid begs him not to go. And I have a feeling that you hated this action scene. Yeah. For all the reasons mentioned before. Yeah, it's boring to watch someone just slice past guys and not even fight. But again, this is very classic samurai. And I didn't know that. So uh, so I enjoyed it, and like even, and it's taken me a long time to get to this point because I. I cut my teeth on The Lone Wolf and Cub, which are very exploitation. They're very grindhouse. They're very bloody. Some of them are. But, again, classic Japanese samurai. Like a lot of Kurosawa, it's just, I'm going to swipe you across the belly and you're dead.
1: That's There's true. There's going
0: be no blood. You're just going to fall down.
1: Yeah, and I think I was more okay with it. I've seen a good amount of Kurosawa as well, but um, like Seven Samurai is great and everything. Yeah. And I think a lot of that for, more for me was like you could actually see that like Kurosawa obviously is a visionary director. He yes. knows how to direct an action scene. And Lance Mungia, believe it or not, does not. No. I mean, The Crow 4 might be amazing. It I probably is. I say I've seen I, it. I can
0: only assume that it's the best of the franchise. Do you think Jeffrey Falcon's in it? I... He plays Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Mungio only makes movies
1: about Buddy Holly analogues. <laughs> also, I, I, I have maybe I've seen the Crow. It's probably been a while, but but look why would you make Crow Two after the terrible things that's happened to Brandon? Well, stuff? I don't
0: think they were planning on that happening again.
1: No, I guess not, but I just thought that would be a movie you wouldn't make a sequel to. I guess probably because it made money. Probably. And everything. That's, but, uh, I assure
0: you that's the reason. Yeah, I know it had to be. So, buddy, slaughtering the Russians. Yes. And here, what I also liked is now we're seeing the myth in action. Like, he can slaughter 200 men. He should have done it while playing his guitar. He should have been, like, strumming with one hand, Oh, uh, that's so not cool. how guitars work. Yeah. It'd just be <laughs> No chords, just strumming. Brad, if he did that, it would not be the most plot hole thing in this True. movie. True. <laughs> He keeps fighting. Uh, he's stabbed in the back, but he keeps yes. fighting and seems to kill all the Russians, but he's a bit worse for wear. We also know now that there are guns and stuff because the Russians have guns and they say where are the bullets and everything. We, and we ran out gun. of bullets like all these years ago, which I appreciate that. Yeah. That's that's makes sense. That's true. Yeah. Kid makes awful noises. I this
1: kid may be the most annoying character in film history. He's up there. <laughs> I can't he's think of there. anyone
0: who I maybe Jar Jar. Again, I could watch Jar Jar. Though. Watch I'm the Boba Duke. I haven't seen Boba Duke yet. I know, yeah. but watch Boba Duke and that kid is, is it good?
1: The movie, yeah, I know the, the, the like movie it. is
0: good. And okay. again, the kid in that is annoying with a purpose. Yeah, but it's still really hard to watch. Yeah. Oh, also the Russian general or whatever says that uh, he hates rock and roll, which yeah. is why he's keeping people out of Las Vegas, and he prefers folk music. Yeah, that uh, that was cute. I, I enjoyed that. So Buddy collapses, the kid goes to him, and the kid is dragging Buddy down the road. Yes. And then he goes back every so often to drag the guitar and the sword. And since you brought up the rock and roll thing,
1: the other thing that I had with Elvis and everything is, like, he's saying, I want to keep rock and roll out of Las Vegas. Well, Elvis was the king of rock and roll. Yeah. So, like, and maybe that could be that thing and everything. And, again, the director and the writer um, were talking in an interview or something that I read where he was like, this whole movie is a metaphor for the birth of rock and roll. And that's fine that's is what they it? that's what they said and we'll again i want to because the about metaphor it
0: is super fucking muddy oh the
1: metaphor is aw- awful and we'll talk more about it at the end because i have more to say with the ending and everything but i just kind
0: of wanted to bring that up to but yeah that's what they say it's a metaphor for but and then this kid dragging buddy a little bit and then going back like again nice scene oh yeah <laughs> Wish there was a better movie around it. Absolutely. Death and his cronies are still in pursuit. And this
1: is also where I wrote, so if you could take all these comrades down, why the hell would you not fight Death and his gang? Yeah. Like, no, except for
0: movie. Except for movie, yeah. He yeah. read the script and he knew what he had to do. <laughs> uh, the kid and buddy are close. And we get our first glimpse of Vegas, which I love this retro futuristic. Like, it's all like... Spires and domes and like very jets and shit. Do you want
1: me to make you sad? Sure. It's literally the Emerald City from Wizard of Oz. It's I an figured. exact copy of it. Is it? Yep. And that's what I was gonna bring up at the end was the whole the whole thing is it's an exact I'm not surprised. I'll show you it during our break and stuff. Sure. But yeah, it is the um, exact
0: copy of Emerald I'm City. I'm not surprised at all. No. A little uh I'm disappointed. Disappoint oh yeah, absolutely. Like eve I didn't expect it like it was it's so I knew when you said yeah.
1: that about um, that you that how cool you were like oh, I was like oh I don't want to disappoint oh, him but well. yeah it's unfortunate like almost a carbon copy of it it's pretty close yeah I mean it's not Las green, Vegas is but
0: stretched out a little bit it more is, it's a bit yeah. more vertical or horizontal the cronies catch up yep they demand Buddy's guitar again for whatever reason as surrender. Buddy shouts for the kid to keep going for some reason. What the yeah. fuck is this kid going to do?
1: That's what I really... What is the kid's plan? <laughs> like,
0: Buddy approaches the cronies, leaving a sword behind. Death emerges. And death challenges Buddy to a guitar competition? Yup. And I wrote
1: here, this is the first interesting thing I think that's happened and, I was like, this could have been the original scene or something with their
0: fight and everything. This is, like, like, a cool idea, but it's not... Oh, it's not done well. They no. don't do... Like, it should be, like, a really intense, like, all right, we're going to play riffs. And, yeah. like, anyone who hits a sour note, like, that's your fucking cue to hit them.
1: Yes, and I, this is, again, where I talked about in my notes about, like, how this could have been interesting if it was a musical and everything and, like, that kind of thing.
0: Here's the other super fucking dumb thing about this scene. Yeah. Death is playing 80s metal. He is. Buddy is playing surf music. I was just going to say. Yeah. He's playing the Beach Boys. He's playing Dick Dale. Or that, too, yeah. He, he's, like, he's not playing Buddy Holly rock and roll. Yeah, like. Which is honestly not that interesting. Great music, but it's not, like. Yeah, It's not super energetic. It, it's, every day. It's, can you imagine <laughs> if that's his that and everything? And then Slash would go... Yeah, no, he's playing surf music because it's a lot more energetic and engaging, but it's like... That's not Buddy Holly. No, like, it's, not at all. <laughs> granted, like... Because Buddy Holly was such burgeoning rock and roll music, they were just learning how to steal it from the African Americans. Absolutely. Um, so, like, it, w- it was... I still enjoy a lot of it, but it's not. I just thought it's of not rocking. It's not, and I just
1: thought of another thing after you said that. Another way how this movie could be improved is everything is. If it was the original like slash or whatever was just a white rock and roll artist Elvis, yeah, um, Chuck Berry or not Chuck Berry uh, Elvis, uh, Buddy Holly or something like that, and our main protagonist is a black man or something that who would was be interesting in original rock and roll, or have a black woman and have it be Sister Rosetta Tharp and everything, or someone who's saying who was the one saying Hound Dog originally and everything. I
0: can't remember, but I know what
1: you're I know what you're saying that Mama's Mama
0: something Mama right. something yeah Mama something
1: but yeah like <laughs> that mm. whole idea and everything I would. Would not want Lance Mungia to direct him, no, but like,
0: no, but there's something interesting in there, yeah.
1: Again, this movie has such premise and everything, yes,
0: it does. The kid grabs Buddy's sword and charges. Death just gets tired of yep. the riff off and commands his cronies to fire arrows at Buddy and the kid. Buddy shields the kid, he gets porcupine, like he gets, yes, he gets uh, Oda Bangad in he the does. back, he does, um, yeah. Uh the kid crawls out from under buddy and waves the sword at the cronies. So dumb. Buddy gets up, takes the sword, strides towards death with arrows in his back. They have a okay fight. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I would have loved death like jumps up and like kicks off a
1: tree I like yeah. that I, I think this is the best fight in the yeah. movie and stuff but I would have loved it when the kid
0: had a sword they just put an arrow right through his <laughs> eye <laughs> that would have been great yeah this movie would be better if the kid died like in every frame <laughs> Like, in the back, he's just getting eaten by a coyote, like, in every single frame.
1: People are going to think we are the most despicable human beings. Well, thankfully, no one listens to this. That's true. I also brought up here where I think uh, Buddy says something about, like, uh, slashing his heavy metal. Hold on. Oh, is that later?
0: Okay. The big problem with this fight, for at least half of it, is we're just focused on the kid's dumbass blank face. (laughs) And then, and then, death demands that Buddy... Bend before the ways of heavy metal. Yes. And this is
1: where i said, it was like, Slash isn't heavy metal. Guns N' Roses isn't heavy metal. Back in the
0: day, I think they would have been considered.
1: Okay. I would say, what if you get someone like this instead of Slash's, Dio. Ronnie James Dio and everything. Also, he would probably do it. He did the fucking Tenacious D, D movie. movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Or like James Hetfield from Metallica. Sure. Someone like
0: that. But like, is this what the movie is about? About, well, like, like I said, the whole. Before the ways of heaven. Like, it just. Here's where, like, even if the internal logic of, like, we have culture established way after 1950, even though the bombs dropped, like, I need a thematic reason for this final show. Yes.
1: And, like I said, with the whole director, Lance Mangia, what he said is that this is a metaphor for the birth of rock and roll but buddy holly fucking dies and he was and that's basically so then that's the death of rock and that's what he said is supposed to be the idea of the death of rock and roll music
0: so it's both the birth and the death
1: basically i think the whole thing is that buddy holly when he gets to the emerald city because i'm not calling it Las Vegas, <laughs> is uh he then brings the birth of rock and roll music to everyone here's my biggest problem with that is fucking elvis the king of rock and roll was the old king and everything fucking death was talking about killing rock and rollers like rock and roll existed It existed already it's not the birth of it and here is where i think the movie's premise is i could be completely wrong here so i'm not saying this is a fact this is completely my opinion i think lance mungia maybe jeffrey falcon probably Falcon as well both hate metal music they both hate hard rock music. They both love Buddy Holly and the '40s and '50s, and they're saying heavy metal, hard rock ruined music for what it is and everything. What if we had our original Elvises and our Buddy Hollies? But because Slash and these people have killed this good music, probably. I my reading of it, I think I, it's an awful reading, but.
0: I, I, offering, can but, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. That's my reading of the movie, folks. <laughs> the the fight gets a little bit better. We actually start to see it. Yep. And as soon as Death is about to deliver the killing blow, the kid spits on him. Yes. Which makes Death bleed. Then the kid squirts water from a canteen on Death and he melts like the Wicked Witch. Yes. And this other, is so fucking dumb. Like, there's this the other is Wizard of so Oz. Allegory. goddamn dumb. It's like they didn't know how to end their fucking movie. It's like...
1: Yeah, and one of my biggest problems with Wild at Heart is the Wizard of Oz metaphor. Because I just don't think it... I think it's cute, but I don't really know why it's there and everything. And I think Because last... David
0: Lynch loves Wizard of Oz.
1: Of course. But, like, this makes that makes a hell of a lot more sense why it's in that yeah, movie this than sh- this. It's j-
0: it's j- it literally just stealing.
1: Literally, like, yeah. It,
0: it doesn't... I would it have rather had the no kid f-
1: actually, like, stab him. Yeah. And
0: that would have been stupid. And even, it, like, I would even, like... If you want to go with a whole mythological thing, like he stabs him, death disappears, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having him melt from water is just. Yeah. There's nothing in the movie that makes that make sense in any, even vague. Like, even if I were trying desperately. Yeah. No. Even if I were meeting this movie all of the way. Yeah. There's nothing that explains it.
1: It's just, it's not even, I mean, it's not subtle. It's not anything. It's just.
0: No, it's just dumb. Dumb. It's just dumb. But yeah. Buddy is dead. And the cronies are now like, hey kid, hey kid, you're pretty cool, here's our card if you ever need a band. Yeah. And the kid puts on Buddy's clothes, and he carries his guitar into Vegas, and yep. we see Buddy's like, spirit walking behind him, and the crowd cheers, I guess they've just been waiting for fucking uh, yes. months for anyone to just come into
1: Vegas. And there's an interesting shot there that I do like with the kid walking in and he turns into Buddy. Yeah. yeah. I want to read you my last two, or my two my last notes sure. here. Because I, I like whatever you So I wrote, and Buddy's fucking dead. So like, who's going to become king of Vegas? Because it can't be the kid. And my next note, Jesus fucking Christ, it's the kid. <laughs> that's, yeah. I was like, it can't be the kid. Jesus fucking Christ, are you kidding me? Yeah. But yeah, and then I wrote here, if the kid was annoying at first, and then Buddy Holly helped him, and he started to help him train, this would make sense. Or like,
0: not just like train martially, but also like teach him how to play guitar and shit like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But Buddy always led him from danger. He put him in the car. We had that one little montage.
1: Of the Tai Chi. And this kid's going to be an awful fucking king. Yeah. Like, he's going to be awful. And then, as I told Brad before, my last note was, boring ass, dumb movie.
0: Yeah. that That's fair. And that's stuff. fair.
1: <laughs> so, Brad, would you recommend Six String Samurai? I still think so. I still think oh, we already worked.
0: did. Yeah, we did. We do that at the beginning. Yeah. In every single episode. Well, did we
1: ask at the end, don't we? Uh,
0: anything else you'd like to say?
1: Okay. Cut that part out, please. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so anything else you'd like to say about Six String Samurai?
0: Uh, I wish it were better. Yep. And it's, as Billy and I often talk about, it's easy to play Monday Morning Quarterback, where it's like, this movie already exists, so it's easy to go like, okay, you should have done this, 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 and this, and make Absolutely. it much better. But to just, like, whole-ass come up with your Buddy Holly post-apocalyptic samurai riff, like, yeah. there are worse movies, there are a lot better movies. Yeah, I don't have much more to say. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was... Oh, here's, here's what I wanted to yeah. say. Uh, this was supposed to be a trilogy... Where the fuck do you go from here? Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, we talked about the trilogy before, and it's like,
1: yeah, Is I, I would assume it's going to be the kid. Yeah. And and I don't want to hear that. <laughs> See that fucking
0: movie. See that
1: Sorry, I probably blew that. That's okay. Um, so. Yeah, I would say, like, again, there's a lot of stuff with it. The biggest thing, I think the reason why I was so mean and, <laughs> on this review and everything is because there's so much potential. Pr- there's so much It's potential. such a cool idea.
0: It's such a cool idea and I just wish something could have done with it. Yeah. Um, and stuff, so... But that's why it got relegated to the dustbin of history and no one talks about it much anymore. It did, yeah. So I don't think we are deciding
1: completely what we
0: want to do next week yet. We're hoping that... Billy will be back in town. We want to talk about, Ian will be hosting and they will be bringing on Theater of Blood. Theater of Blood, my favorite movie. Um, if not, we might be doing Repo, the genetic opera with another, with another of uh, Ian's friends. Friend. And
1: if neither of those are available, we might be doing My Son, My Son, What Have You Done?
0: Yeah, so we have a lot of options in the we future. Do. Thank you for
1: listening. Love you, Connie.